スーパーレディオブラザーズ It's time for the Super Radio Brothers. I think the one just had an accident. True, her words have never been said, Mr. Space Ghost. Thank you very much. Broadcasting from strategic locations all across the empire, and dare I say, our hearts also in many different locations here tonight with the NHL playoffs going on, the NBA playoffs, so a lot of rooting interest across the sporting world spectrum. It is. The Super Radio Brothers. What is up, Mr. Trent? What is up, Rich? It uh, felt weird not doing a show last week, but you know what? That was last week. It is history. Now we are back on the air. This is my first show being a college graduate, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the the Super Radio Brothers just got smarter and more sophisticated. Uh, You know what? I'm not even sure if I could speak to you anymore. I I understood maybe 50% of what you just said. I have to oh, be that's honest. Typical. I'm surprised you understood 50%. It, was, it wasn't very clear to me. I'm going to be honest right now, Trent. I'm going to have to ask you to dumb it down for the rest of us, okay? Just... Okay. All right. If I may. That, that's a lot of work. And I need to save my energy. I need to save my energy for some actual good stuff. So we didn't do a show last week. I, I, I thought, it, you know, it feels like it was two months ago the last time we did a show and um, but it's only I know, been that's a week, why I don't huh? Like missing weeks. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, you know, we are back after only one week missed, and this is officially underway. The 301st episode for the Super Radio Brothers, Trent Ferguson. Right now, your heart is in another place. It's in Tampa Bay, actually in uh, South Florida. Uh, further South Florida with the Florida Panthers in their second game of the series, their Stanley Cup playoffs, the Panthers and the Lightning tied in a one-all tie as we record this show in the third period. I know that's where your heart really is right now and what you're thinking about. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so far, so good for the Lightning. You look at the, it's kind of a, a couple of different paces from game one. In game one, Tampa Bay around this time was kind of up two to one. And then they just inched, uh, kind of inched away from the Panthers a little bit. But this is a different game. You know, you looked at uh, Florida came out with energy and intensity. Uh, you know, Florida also came out with, uh, you know, they were, they were an angrier team tonight than they were coming into the series, which, you know, they were pretty angry in game one, too. But they were throwing punches at the Lightning guys and they were you know there was a lot of extracurricular stuff going on after plays but uh, everybody has settled down tampa bay is trying to play their own game uh they've dodged a huge bullets uh, a couple of huge bullets i should say with you know different icings and turnovers and stuff in their own zone and florida has spent a lot of time in their own zone it kind of reminds me of you know the uh, the nfl kind of playing keep away when they keep getting first down after first down well the uh, the panthers it was kind of uh, just use that scenario in hockey you know the panthers well let me give several- you a more biased approach to your lightning florida panthers uh, analysis there trent i'm going to give you some professional hockey analysis all right oh, on your 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 uh, tampa bay lightning and florida panthers check it bro i think the panthers uniforms look better i'm just saying they look a little cooler, you know, a little sporty. Like if I was going to go out and rock a hockey jersey going out on the town, you know, South Beach, talking about Miami places like that. If I was going to sport a hockey jersey going to the club, 
I think it would be a Florida Panther jersey, not a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. It looks a little cooler to me. I'm just saying. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're not one of the hockey commentators on TV. <laughs> I tell you. Okay, okay. That would be my. <laughs> Take a look at this uh, replay here, Mr. Carroll. What do you think about this uh, four-on-five power play? Well, Bob, the Panthers clearly had better designers. Uh, and, and I mean, look at that uniform. It's beautiful. Uh, it's got the oh, nice big, it has the cat yeah, there, no, the panther. Uh, it's beautiful. And, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, it's got some, they got some wrinkles in their uniforms tonight. <laughs> that's why, you know, the wrinkles kind of signify the wrinkles in their game. So that's, uh, you know, that's probably what, uh, you, you know. I, I question Trent if they even got to do their laundry before the game. That's how bad the Tampa Bay Lightning look in their uniforms right now. They just, and some of them, you know, maybe it was left in the dryer too long, look a little small. I'm just saying, it doesn't fit properly. So, hmm. They look like a bunch right. of mif- misfits out there, Trent. It's a, actually yeah, the you lightning. Just, you just gave me you just gave me some <laughs> images that I never had before. So. The lightning on the power play right now. Ninety seconds left in the power play. They have it in the Panther zone right now. Back and forth, the shot save. Oh my! And that'll stop play with a minute twenty-one left in the power play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. A beautiful save. By the Panther goalie there, Trent. I mean, it was very nice. The one-time shot from number 91 of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And both these goalies are very good tonight. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky and the uh, goalie for the Panthers as well. So, uh, uh, but but uh, what I was saying earlier about the uh, the Panthers spending a lot of time in the Lightning zone, I used kind of the uh, uh, the down and distance example from the NFL to illustrate kind of what is going on in hockey. You know, the the more time that uh, the opposing team spends in the other team's uh, zone the more scoring opportunities they have. So Florida's had a lot of scoring opportunities. They've outshot Tampa Bay, but hey, you know what? You can outshot it. You can outshoot a team all you want, but if you outscore them on the scoreboard, you win. And Tampa Bay has the opportunity to do this. And boy, if they go up 2-0, Rich, that's going to be very, very exciting, especially because yours truly is going to be at game four on Monday night. The Super Radio Brothers will be represented at Amelie Arena on Monday night when the Tampa Bay Lightning battle the Florida Panthers in game four. I am going to be pumped up. I'm going to have no voice. Uh, I hope my voice recovers by next Thursday because I may not have much of a voice if the uh, Lightning win that series. That is a that is massive news. First of all, I do want to say no no other podcast, Trent, can outshoot the Super Radio Brothers. So just to no, throw that out there so. as well. You don't outshoot the super radio brothers that's number one and that is a huge revelation big time off the couch report here early in the show from trent ferguson you're going to be at game four between the lightning and the florida panthers trent that is a playoff game what is the what would you say uh first of all uh, t- uh, two questions is that your first ever playoff game and number two uh, before this game what was the most exciting sporting event you have ever attended go uh the first question the first answer is uh yes and uh the most exciting sporting event i have attended you know i've attended a lot of interesting sporting events i attended uh, a lot of close games i've attended a lot of uh very good rays and yankee matchups over the years especially when you know the rays blew them out last year whenever i was at tropicana oh, field and late i don't even late remember July. that <laughs> i know you don't you don't remember that because that's a game you wanted to forget when the yankees you know? lose i kind of black out it's like it, you know, it didn't happen, you know, and I just try yeah, to move yeah. on because I, I would, 
it, it's that's like why they, that's why that Yankee game against Baltimore today was so beautiful. Yeah, did they, did they play today? No, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But <laughs> it's 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 almost like uh, uh, thinking about your own impending doom, your own death. You know, I can't think about the Yankees losing it. It hurts too well, much, Trent. It hurts no, too much. Yeah, no, I understand. But the uh, but the second uh, answer to your second question, the most exciting sporting event I've ever attended. You got to go back to December 12th of, well, not very far back. You got to go, uh, what less than six months ago to, uh, to when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the Buffalo bills at Raymond James stadium, uh, looked early on that the Buccaneers were going to go. It was a uh, Tom Brady versus Josh Allen and the Bucks cruised to Tom Brady threw a few touchdown passes. Uh, he got me some excellent fantasy points that week, by the way, because, Many of my other players didn't step up, so Tom Brady picked up the slack and, uh, excuse me, helped me get in the playoffs. But Buffalo came back to tie that game, and it was seven to overtime. And uh, Tampa Bay, I think Buffalo or got the ball, and uh, Tampa Bay stopped them on defense. And then uh, they kind of traded possessions a while back, and then Tampa Bay got the ball. They had like a third down, and next thing you know, Rashad Perryman caught a 56-yard touchdown pass to walk it off, uh, if you will, and uh, and basically send the Buffalo Bills packing. And that was just a beautiful game, and I'll never forget. I was listening to uh, Mean Gene the Talking Machine uh, on the uh, Buccaneers, a.k.a. Gene Deckerhoff on the Buccaneer Radio Network, and he was going, Perryman! Perryman touchdown Tampa Bay fire them cannons and like Rich no joke dude I my voice cracked for like three days after I was at that game because I was I was screaming at the top of my lungs it was just so fun to watch it's amazing to be at a sporting event you know especially when you're a big fan of the team that you're watching and you know it's almost indescribable in a moment like that uh the emotion the collective emotion you feel with the people around you right Oh, man, there were Buccaneer fans high-fiving each other. Unfortunately, we sat next to a few Bills fans, and they were, you know, they weren't as loud, uh, especially during that moment. But uh, it was fun to kind of hear them play All I Do Is Win by DJ Khaled on the uh, the loudspeakers and hear them, you know, fire the cannons after the game and just the atmosphere outside the stadium. People would just start randomly cheering. They would go, Tampa! Bay, Tampa Bay, you know, they were just like, or not, no, they weren't going Tampa Bay, they were going Champa Bay, C-H-A-M-P-A-B-A-Y. Champa Bay, Champa. They they were screaming, and it was so fun. I mean, it it was great, and I hope uh, we have a similar atmosphere on Monday whenever I'm at Amelie Arena. Well, you know, I've uh, spent a lot of my life going to sporting events and I've been to a lot of Major League Baseball playoff games, World Series games, uh, NBA playoff games, finals, um, you know, a couple of NFL playoff games, not a lot. You know, uh, I would say the most exciting NFL game I've ever been to, I believe it was 2011 or uh, or, or 2009. I forget which jet, which Rex Ryan jet year that was, but we actually got tickets to see the Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals on Thanksgiving. Um, mm. And that was super cool to go to a Thanksgiving game. Um, and the Jets were good that year. And it, uh, it was extremely exciting because uh, the year before they had uh, gone to the AFC Championship game, so there was a lot of excitement uh, uh, for this season. And that was late in the year, obviously, and it was a big game. And uh, I don't remember the, it, but the Jets had to win. Um, and actually, 
that season they they actually they, they end up beating Cincinnati in that game on Thanksgiving, but then they uh, they take on Cincinnati again in the first round of the playoffs and they beat them again in the playoffs. But uh, that atmosphere felt like a playoff atmosphere. It was supercharged. People were pumped up. I mean, carrying people on their shoulders, uh, walking through the stadium, chanting, you know, J E T S, the whole thing. That was one of the most supercharged crowds i've ever been a part of that was really really impressive um you know by far for me the best moment of my sports fandom is uh the 98 world series game one i've never been a part of anything like that that was the most incredible thing i've ever been able to witness and be a part of you know that yankee team was uh, is widely considered the greatest team of all time 114 regular season wins when you tally up the regular season and the postseason, they finished that year 125 and 50, 75 games over 500. I mean, the team literally didn't lose and they were something to watch. And in that game, one of the 98 World Series, they're actually losing five to two in the seventh inning. And the Yankees would score seven runs in that seventh inning, a a seven run seventh to win the, the first game. But the way they did it, they're losing five to two Chuck Knobloch hits a three-run home run. And then, of course, the moment Tino hits a grand slam. And I've, that old place, you know, that building uh, that's been standing since 1923, yes, had the renovations in 76, but that building that's been standing since 1923, I mean, when Tino hit that grand slam, that place was shaking, literally. I've never heard a place so loud and I, I i'll never forget just feeling that emotion of everybody around you and you're high-fiving everybody and uh and that was the moment where i turn around i look down and there are two people slumped over with their heads in their hands with all their san diego padre gear on you know uh wow. that was an incredible moment and and i know i will never unless some, by some miracle the jets make it to the super bowl and i go yeah. You know, and they have some kind of incredible win. There's no way for the rest of my life that I will ever experience a moment like that at a sporting event again. Especially the fact that, you know, the old stadium is gone now. You got the new Yankee Stadium there. And it is a different feel there. Sometimes you even watch some of the uh, 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 footage of of those years, uh, the World Series games uh, in the late 90s and, and even the 70s, you know. It was just different in that ballpark. It was louder. It was grittier. It was different. Uh, what an incredible save by the Panther goalie there, by the way, with 4.02 left in the third period. I mean, that was headed for the uh, upper left-hand corner of the uh, goal. And with his glove hand, uh, the the Panther goalie able to save the game right there. Amazing save. Sorry, Trent. Uh, it's okay. Slap shot by Pallet, number 18. And I mean the glove Pallet, hand. His name, his name is Palat. Palat. Andre well, Palat. Well, what do you want? <laughs> put hey, put Palat on a pallet. <laughs> hey, Andre Pallet. Okay, that's his name. Mr. Pallet. Okay, Pallet. I like to say Pallet. I bet you that's how he actually pronounces it. So I'm yeah. sure. Hey, my name is Andre Pallet, and I'm mm-hmm. from the South. You know, Andre Pallet, uh, he is not from the South. Well, the Mr. Pallet was almost a hero, if not for the glove hand of the Florida Panther goalie. I'm just saying. I love making, <laughs> I love making fun of you when it comes to pronouncing. Well, I like making fun of you for a lot of reasons, but number you two. You always make fun of me, Trent. I'm about to become a super radio crybaby. 
Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, whatever you do, uh, but it's uh, it's so fun because uh, you know the, the pronunciation of uh, names, like in hockey. You know, I know you just kind of oh. got into it. It, it, it's it's funny it's it's great because people don't watch hockey on a regular basis it's pretty funny oh, to hear them watch oh my god like i know I, I maybe here we go i'm trying to do play by play and and uh, describe a hockey game and maybe i've watched half a game this year <laughs> so, yeah um, and, and, uh, and, then, and then there's like uh, there, there's like nemesnikov that's uh, that's a hard name to pronounce or i think or i could Rand- do the coughs I'm pretty good with the coughs. Other name like palate gives gives like me a palate. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That gives that that, that does I'm it. Just, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna uh, go up to a random lightning fan. Um, you just gave me a great idea. On Monday, whenever I get to the game, I'm gonna go up to a, a lightning fan and ask who their favorite player is. And if they ask me the same question, I'm gonna say Andre Palette and just see what they do. I'm well, gonna, what I'm gonna record it. What and, I uh, should do is for the rest of this game, I should try to read everybody's name on the back of their jersey and see if I nail it. Uh, good luck, <laughs> folks. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hear Rich try to nail names, uh, I would uh, fast forward to. This. I'm gonna nail it. I'm so good. Uh, uh, C Perry. See, I got that one. Perry. P E R R Y. I got yep. that one. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I got this hockey thing. Come on, Andre Pallet. I'm so talented. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yes, yes. You're hanging out with the Super Radio Brothers. It's uh, and that's the toilet. Excuse me. Uh, it is a playoff night with the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Uh, Trent's beloved Tampa Bay Lightning in a one-one tie with the Florida Panthers as we start the news. And of course, Trent, we always start with the poop news. Uh, that, that's absolutely. I hope. I hope it's not poop news when the. Uh at the end of this game, because uh, that could be a poop story if the uh, Lightning end up uh, blowing a one nothing lead and end up losing the contest. I, I just jinxed it. Don't I can't say. That. Oh, I'm pumped up. I want to hear your live reaction of pain uh, uh, once they lose here, or if they lose, I should say. You yeah. might hear um, sob. No, you won't hear it. <laughs> uh, you, you know, know you if, might. Uh, you, if, no. you, if you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm sure our audience is more than willing to be that shoulder for you if that's what yeah. oh and Trent by the way the Florida Panthers are going on a two minute power play with 323 left in the game so oof, thanks big 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 time moment here uh, of, our penalty our penalty kill has been pretty decent lately so we'll see big big time uh, big time moment here at the end of this playoff game and a big time moment for some people Trent uh, out in Oklahoma now Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, as you know, I'm sure, there are a couple of different ways that you can blow up your toilet. You know, um, <laughs> I'm sure there are, but I haven't thought about blowing my up my mo- toilet. I've thought about it a lot, actually. And I think uh, my uh, favorite method would involve a burrito and a milkshake. I mean, it's <laughs> well, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you take one, I mean, that 
Yeah, absolutely. You blow, blowing up a toilet. I blow up my toilet all the time. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks for that, Trent. It's, it happens often. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't think about it a lot. However, it does happen often. So why do you have to think about it when it's actually happening? Uh, a burrito and a milkshake. Okay, I'll try that next. I, time. I mean, that's gonna get it done, dude. That's that's you know that that toilet's done. You, you're gonna have to <laughs> go go to Home Depot right after that whole thing. Um, this is this is poop news, literally. Right yeah. Here. Oh yeah. This, this, is, this, this is what we do here, Trent. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, how about this? Um, talk about a truly explosive situation. Lightning. Speaking of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Lightning destroyed a single toilet in an apartment building in Oklahoma. Well, come on, that's that's amazing. You want that toilet was cursed, man. Now I know what you're yeah. thinking. I know what you're thinking, Trent. No one was sitting on the toilet, so yeah, I right? would hope not. Nobody yeah. was sitting on the toilet. That yeah, absolutely yeah, that would be strange. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it's crazy. I mean lightning blowing up a toilet. I mean it, you don't think about it every day, but it can happen. I mean it's it's uh, that that's people come up with innovative ways to try to blow up their toilets. But I mean, uh, well, uh, according to Fox Eight, severe tornadoes and thunderstorms in parts of Oklahoma and Texas caused significant damage to some areas in Oak Mulgi, a town near Tulsa. Lightning took a different route, first striking the roof before coming through an exhaust fan and hitting one particular toilet inside an apartment unit. So it, I guess it traveled through the exhaust and then struck the toilet, uh, a lightning bolt, Trent, as if it was it sent like to me. by Zeus himself to strike that toilet. That that That's incredible. Come on. that, that That's amazing. Uh... Yeah. Now, how about this, Trent? Did you know that photos, this might be the world's most famous toilet now. Photos okay. of the toilet have now taken the internet by storm. Ah, get what I did there? And taking the internet uh, by storm. A, yeah. They, yeah. Just, I know, it's so good. The sh it's very innovative. <laughs> they show the toilet completely destroyed with charred pieces of it scattered across the floor below a black hole in the ceiling. So uh, and wow. the Oak Mulgee fire lieutenant, Trent, he says that the incident is unexplainable and the Tampa Bay Lightning score with 0.9 <laughs> seconds left in the game. Yeah, boy. Wow. That is dramatic as it gets. Oh, let me turn on the radio. Let me see if I can uh, hear, you know, uh, this is and you can pronounce this guy's name. Than a second left, the because lightning. It's Ross, <laughs> Ross Colton scored the goal. Uh, that that see that's an easy name to pronounce. I was about to nail it. You didn't give me a chance. I know. Colton. Holy crap! Wow, how does that happen? Less than a second left. Oh my and, god! And it was all set up by Nikita Kucherov too. And the Tampa Bay Lightning with 0.9 seconds, we could be up 2-0, baby. We're about to be. Uh, We're about to be. And are. all the experts, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting my live reaction right now. All the experts saying, "Oh, this is gonna be." You know, How come your live in your live reaction, you turn into Howard Cusell or something? It's like it's like, and yes, 
we have won the game. Do you do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> we have won the game. You went into your like classic announcer voice. He was like, uh, I got confused. I was like, whoa, Trent turns into a different person when his team wins. They're actually putting 3.8 seconds back on the clock, but still give me a break. This game we is We still over. have this in the bag, boys. This is done. The face-off will be uh, at the center circle. Oh, my goodness. It's over, Trent. How do you feel? Great. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's it? I mean. Great. No, I mean, seriously. I mean, Florida had that goal that, like I said, the penalty kill has been great. Uh, leading up to that goal, it was just it was a fantastic just heads up plays by the lightning uh, just really made some uh, excellent plays down the stretch and hey they uh, they circumvented their uh iffy play early on with the uh the, the game winner and they're up two games to none i'm gonna need you trent to uh, take my call there which i think was top notch my goal call um and yeah. get it to the tampa bay people just so they can hear what they got here because let's be honest uh, I, I mean that was uh, an amazing call can this, I put your goal call somewhere where, like, possibly the sun don't shine? Uh, uh, you know, uh, potentially. Dude, come on, you gotta give give you gotta give me some credit here. I was able to deliver the moment to you. You know. Oh, when, you were. I know, and I thank you. I, I, I thank put you. my heart into that heart. call, Trent. That I huh? really did. I gave you my all. I gave you everything yeah, you I got with that call. You oh. did, but I'm gonna have to. Go, I'm gonna have to go back later and listen to the ra- to, to the uh, radio call. You know, the radio call is gonna be. No, you don't have to because you just heard the best possible. In the time of my lightning score. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I heard. Yeah. Oh man, look at even though they look uh, pathetic walking off the ice, man, those Panther jerseys are are, are really nice. I, I, I dig them. Thanks. Uh, so what were you saying about the, your photos now? You were in the middle of a story and well, all of a sudden the lightning. <laughs> well, I, I told you about the toilet that got destroyed by a lightning bolt. And according to the Oak Mulgy Fire Lieutenant, his name, by the way, of course, if you're the Oak Mulgy Fire Lieutenant, your name is Rocky Morrow. What a name. What a, Trent, I, I've got big time news for you in the audience. I'm changing my name. Guess what I'm changing what you, it to? Rocky? Rocky Morrow. Uh, it can't just be Rocky. You need the whole the whole package there. It has to be Rocky Morrow. Rocky Morrow. Because it's so basically be telling Morrow people the that second? there's going to be a Rocky Day tomorrow. Rocky Morrow. Rock- that quite literally might be the best name of all time. Fire Lieutenant Rocky Morrow. Uh, he called the incident unexplainable, Trent. So um, maybe it's an X-File, possibly Aliens. Uh, there's a couple of different places you can go with that. But uh, anyway, there you go. A toilet inexplicably was destroyed by lightning, yet somehow we aren't talking about this. Well, I guess well, we are. Well, you know what we are talking about? Mm. A uh, a homeowner uh, witnessed a, a burglar come into his house, and the reason he tried to rob his house it's because he was afraid of zombies. Zombies were oh. trying to attack this guy. A homeowner in the UK woke up at 3 a.m. to the sound of someone looking through cabinet drawers in their house. The homeowner investigated and found a man in his living room. When the burglar spotted the homeowner, he ran but came back explaining that zombies were trying to get him and he felt uncomfortable outside. By then, the homeowner's son was outside 
in the uh, or by by the time uh, he came back, uh, of course the uh, ho- the homeowner's son woke up and uh, the two of those guys uh, held him until police arrived. Well, now, I want to like know the- was he being chased by Romero zombies or twenty eight days later uh, Danny Boyle zombies? Uh, does it have that information there, Trent? It's very important. Uh, it is un- unfortunately not. I need to contact the author and yeah. say that that was a pivotal point in the story it that was. they left out. It's so because because it, Trent. The Romero zombies are like wa- a, a walking corpse. I, I mean, very slow moving, you know, decrepit, uh, uh, falling apart. You know, you can run around them. The only way a Romero zombie is going to be a challenge and a danger is in numbers. If I, got, if I got like five Romero zombies coming after me, I can outrun them. I'm going to get away. Now, if there are oh, 200 yeah. of them, you know, five, four might still survive, but it's going to be a bit tougher. That's what makes the Romero zombie a challenge, Trent. However, the Danny Boyle 28 days later zombie is not actually a zombie. They are infected. You might say infected by what? And yeah. I would say infected by rage. They're infected by rage, Trent. And basically, the Danny Boyle 28 Days Later zombie is a super athlete. I mean, they, they run faster than you. They jump. They're jumping through freaking buildings and shit. It's the most scary thing ever. And if I were to, if someone were to tell me, Rich, would you rather deal with 100 Romero zombies or two Danny Boyle 28 Days Later zombies? I'm dealing with the 100 Romero zombies. Because if I have to face two Danny Boyle uh, uh, crazy 28 Days Later zombies, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to die. Your existence is going to be questionable. I'm going to die because those things are are, uh, – they're they're, they're these super athlete zombies. So I need – when I hear a story about a man being hunted by zombies, I need to specifically know what kind of zombies we're dealing with here. So that oh, I can man. appropriately and adequately give you survival advice. It's extremely okay. important. Um, <laughs> taking taking any kind of advice from you is questionable, but well, uh, maybe not so- on this, Trent. Not on this. I am an expert on all things zombie. That's excellent, man. Uh, you know what? People have um, <laughs> pe- people are experts in many different areas. I now know that you're an expert in zombies. And if I ever have a question about zombies, Rich <laughs> Carroll will be the only individual that I'll go to to make to get those questions answered. Because you know anything and everything there is to know, even about just a zombie that you discovered for Trent, the first time. I am one of the world's leading minds on the subject. Go no further than here. On the Super Radio Brothers, when looking for your zombie information, survival tips. That's a great advertisement. It's all right here, Trent. So, uh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> uh, the, the people that write the movies don't know as much as me. It's just it's just fact. It's fact. All you need right? to be up there with them. It's also a fact that if you try to drive through wet concrete, you're not going to go anywhere. Crazy, oh, really? I didn't know that. It's, well, that's what we're here for. I'm trying to... to <laughs> tell you what's going on out there uh, a woman is facing charges uh, after she basically destroys a construction project driving her car through the concrete uh, wet concrete by the way officers with the Rochester Police Department were first called to the scene because a 53 year old woman was was using a bullhorn to yell at people from her car that's awesome I always wanted to do that 
you know, someone cuts me off, just have a bullhorn. The hell out of my <laughs> way, shithead. You know, it's whatever insult I can come up with. Yeah, just call people names. You know, when- I, I, had a, I had a friend of mine who actually legit put a train horn on his car. That is no <laughs> joke. He put a train horn on his vehicle and then honked at somebody at a red light. And unfortunately, he found out that it was illegal. I was the, thinking that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the police told him to take it off. But, I mean, that, that was pretty great. It's pretty innovative. It sounds like it would be illegal. You, you don't want to have it. It sounds like, you know, you might cause an accident. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're if you're behind somebody, or if you're uh, the guy with the train horns behind you, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you would, oh man, you you shit your pants. Oh yeah, if I heard a, 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 tra- a train horn behind. How did I get on the track? I would get super scared. Oh yeah, start looking yeah. around, get in a car accident. But uh, yeah, this lady, she's yelling at people from her car with a bullhorn. Uh, then the police show up. Uh, she tries to speed away crashes through the construction site and uh she drives right into the wet concrete i mean what an idiot the project's uh contractor reported 30 to forty thousand dollars in damages and it turns out trent that the woman i I guess what she she says she's spreading the word of god that's what the newspaper said so well, there are better ways. Right. There are better ways, I'm sure. And so, uh, uh, I would agree. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, you know that uh, this would. Now, let me ask you this before I uh, before I move on to my next story here. Okay, All right. I I do have to ask you. Whenever you're on the road, and, and you're driving, do you ever feel enraged sometimes by drivers? Like, do, do, do you ever feel like you just want to? You know, it just depends on what kind of day you're having. But if somebody just cuts you off, it, it, is that like a trigger for one Rich Carroll? I mean, Uh, have have I ever uh, blew up my toilet after a burrito and a milkshake? Yes, of course. Uh, It's it goes without saying, Trent. There's uh, plenty of times when you're on the road and uh, another driver pisses you off. Um, It's nothing like that, really. Here in Florida, it's really more of a, a a New York thing. When when you drive. In New York City, um, it's not like driving in Florida. Trying to get home through the 5 o'clock traffic uh, rush hour is war. It's not driving. It is war. Whether you're talking about the the BQE or, um, you know, the Cross Bronx Expressway, um, you know, there are a lot of places in the city... We're on these major highways and there are so many cars and so many people where the lanes will go from five lanes and then all of a sudden they'll go down to three lanes. So now everybody's trying to get in and that is freaking war. Um, It's just, uh, it's hard to describe. People who haven't had to drive through it uh, don't really understand what it is. But I used to have to drive from uh, Brooklyn to the Bronx every day for a time uh, to, to go to and from work and that was a two hour commute every day and it was two hours of war so there were plenty of people that uh, I uh, got upset with I imagine. flipped off I mean, and I- yelled at and for sure oh man I could imagine yeah, hey, it's, it's always interesting to hear uh, New York stories and and, uh, stuff like driving that, so. in New York uh, is not fun. It, it's uh, uh, 
And like I said, if you if you're driving during rush hour trying to get home, that's not driving. That's war. And I tell a lot of people um, the difference between driving in New York and say driving in Florida. In Florida, it's what I call non-stressful driving. It's just no. I, I, I bet like I bet like Orlando traffic is nothing to you compared to New York. No, I laugh at that. Although it's it, it does now that I've been in Florida for a while. If I go down to Orlando in that that stretch of I four, you know, it'll annoy me, and, and I'll get. But still, it's nothing compared to the wars that await you on you know, like I said, the Cross Bronx or. Or, or the BQE, or I mean, you name it, you know, the Bruckner Expressway, uh, go up and down the list. There's a war waiting for you if, if you're on the highway at a certain time, and it is not fun, that's for sure. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's uh, move on from driving and talk about a disgruntled man setting fire. Don't talk about in- me like that, Trent. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not the disgruntled man you're talking about? Oh, I mean, you're dis- you disgruntled, but yeah. no, this is not not you. Uh, um, maybe I jumped the gun there a little bit. By the way, since we were giving some sports updates and all that, NBA playoffs halftime game two between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics returning the favor so far here, seventy to forty-five at the end of the first half. Trent, damn, Boston Celtics up twenty points from Jason Tatum. Uh, welcome back, Marcus Smart. And Jalen uh, Brown also had 15 points uh, to add to the fun for the Boston Celtics in the first half there. So they're looking and like Rich Carroll had nothing. Uh, but, no, I uh, had zero points, but you know what? I got like 50 style points, bro. Just 50 saying. style. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're a Lightning fan tonight, you know you're uh, you're really dancing uh, on the uh, on it for sure. There's yeah. no question about you that. You won, but those jerseys are a little plain. <laughs> a little plain, you know. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, you th- uh, this this is a a man uh, that's very disgruntled. He sets fire and urinates on an ATM. Can you believe that? Sets and this is no fire. Anytime I hear sets fire and urinates, I immediately know I'm gonna get the greatest story of all time. Well, here, dude, let me, right now it's like, I need to set a fire, but I also have to pee. Solution. I'm going to set fire and urinate. Set fire to the rain. Set yeah, fire yeah. and urinate. It's oh, the yeah. best thing to participate. Okay. Set uh, fire a, and you. Ur- oh, sorry. Trent. The, a 19 year old man oh, was detained was in China after he set an ATM on fire and urinated on the flames. <laughs> and, but uh, what part was he arrested for? Uh, <laughs> again, it doesn't say. Ah, uh, you see, Trent. That's why I'm a news guy. I have all the right questions, you know. Well, I wish you were interviewing these people because uh, they they leave a lot of stuff out in their articles. Oh my goodness! They need to do better. They just need they to really do better. Do. <laughs> they really do. Kind of like your team. Oh, oh, which one? Which one? The uh, well, the Knicks. Thankfully, they're not playing right the now. But uh, you know, the, the, the Knicks. Knicks. By the way, oh, we are going to get to sports. I'm sure you're going to have the uh, NBA draft lottery in your Heck sports yeah, and everything man. coming Magic up here. Got, they, 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 they won the lottery. They're number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I'm sure you're going to talk about that. But uh, yeah, the Knicks did not win the lottery. Spoiler. So uh, 
Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. The Knicks have to be better. We've been saying that for 20 years, Trent. Well, yeah, the Knicks and the Jets. I mean, I can't really say much about the Yankees right now because they're unfortunately on fire, which we'll talk about Yankees later on. But... off to a historically good start. Not since 1998, the season I so fondly spoke about earlier, have the Yankees been off to this kind of start. Uh, Yankees oh, yeah. are now, uh, I think it's 29-10 and 10 in 98 when they won the 114 regular season games. The Yankees were thirty-one and nine. So this year, twenty-nine and ten. That year, they were thirty-one and nine. So pretty much right on that super wild, crazy type of pace. Uh, hopefully, the Rays will take care of you next weekend. So well, we'll, we will see. Uh, you know, Rays always play the Yankees tough. There's no doubt. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, what other stories do you have? What else do we have here? I'm just going to say this before I start this story, Trent. I'm loving it. What does that mean to you? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you could literally hear a voice of an angel say, I'm loving it. And that would mean nothing to you? I mean, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, a good question. I don't know. I, I hadn't heard that. I mean, I've heard, uh, you know. I, I've never heard it sung like that, but that's I mean, the, I've uh, I've always heard, you know, I'm loving that's it. That's the I mean, McDonald's yeah. theme song, right? Isn't that oh, what they crap, say? That's right. Uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, but I, I must have been such a good singer. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. You, you just didn't recognize it because I could sing so good, and I'm uh -huh. so really good with my voice at singing. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I understand how you didn't get it right away. But how about this, right? Rob and right? Grace Jones, you know them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do? I, I'm shocked by the, the answer. Who, who are they? Because I don't know who they are. I'm complete, <laughs> what am I reading here? Um, They're just two guys. <laughs> Rob and Grace Jones wanted to replace a built-in toilet paper holder in their home in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Simple, right? Simple, very oh, simple. Yeah. This happened on April 16th. Well, it wasn't so simple because it required them to cut into the wall of their bathroom. And what did they find when they opened up that wall, Trent? Oh, no. They found a towel. And that towel contained two McDonald's hamburger wrappers and a Whoa. full order of French fries, vintage 1959. Wow. How about How that? Yeah. And it was perfectly preserved, the french fries. And they ate them with ketchup, and it was delicious, and only one person got sick. <laughs> and who was that person? <laughs> <laughs> I think the one just had an accident. Uh, no, yes. no, they they didn't eat the french fries. Trend. I made up half of that, but, but the story is real. <laughs> hey, man, that, that's pretty interesting, though. I mean, you know, shoot, from 1959, I mean, that's, that's why. Now... Uh, there's nothing like you know, of course I'm used to the McDonald's from you know the early 2000s and you know, I'm I mean, loving they're still, it yeah it's still pretty much the same uh, Trent you, you ever know, see the movie Supersize Me I've heard of it yes I've never seen it but uh, you know that's the movie where back in the day uh, McDonald's had supersizing you ever hear of supersizing Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever you do like a an extra large, like the largest you can get, like drink and yeah. order fries. And you all get that. basically yeah. you show up, you know, and they got medium, large, and super size. And yeah. if you say okay, super size me, they basically give you a bucket of soda 
you know, uh, a bucket of fries to go with your burger. I mean, it was huge. Um, well, this dude in supersize me, he says, you know what I'm going to do? The filmmaker, he says, I'm going to eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the entire month, and I'm going to supersize every meal. And at the end of the month, he got super sick. And he kind of documents the whole thing in that movie. And as a result of that movie, you know, McDonald's, that's how they stopped the whole supersize thing. You know, right. That that movie kind of forced their hand. So you're making people unhealthy. Uh, maybe supersizing isn't, isn't such a great idea. So um, anyway, but these burgers existed long before the supersize era, Trent. They were talking about 1959 French. I wonder, you know, that's one of the cool things people don't talk about. People always talk about time travel. Do I want to go back in time? Maybe uh, step into Yankee Stadium in 1923 opening day and see Babe Ruth whack a home run out of the park. Maybe I could go back in time and see that. Well, let me ask you that, Trent. If you ever had a chance to go back in time, is there an era you would want to check out? Um. Let's see. I'm a music. I'm a fan of music from the late '60s, '70s, and into the '80s. Um, you know, I've I've heard a lot of interesting things went down at Woodstock. Uh, you know, and people who lived mm, through Woodstock you know, don't even remember it. If they say if you lived through Woodstock, you don't even remember it. Right. Um, so, or well, I mean, the '60s like in general, I guess. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd love to check out the '60s in general. You know, you had uh, 1960. Yeah, you had all those kind of different things. You had like classic cars come out from the '60s, and uh, it was pretty. It oh, you was, give uh, a, you give a good one there though. Woodstock's a great one, and a lot of people who are music people would say, "I want to go back to Woodstock. I want to see Hendrix on stage doing the national anthem and 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 that whole thing." And just oh yeah, you know, uh, um, Janis Joplin, the whole thing. Just go back there and experience Woodstock and all the all the amazing performances uh, that took place over that weekend in, in upstate New York really the most famous music festival of all time you know through the years here uh, growing up I, I, I've gone to many Lollapaloozas uh, warp tours things like that um, but and, and now they have Coachella right that's the big thing but all of those things exist because Woodstock made it successful you know to, to have a weekend music festival legendary musicians performing um and there are a couple of stories uh people who could have went and and were advised not to perform at woodstock and they regret it to this day because it's such a legendary music festival but you hit on something there because uh, a lot of people who you ask hey if you had a chance to go back in time what would you go back in time and see and uh, if you're a music guy, Woodstock is definitely what you, you would point to. Or someone like me, if you're a Yankee fan, uh, you, you would talk about uh, going back to opening day 1923, see uh, Babe Ruth open the new Yankee Stadium uh, with a, a home run. That would be something to check out and see and just get this, the, the different senses of the stadium, the smells. You know, because, I mean, you see pictures from uh, baseball games in the 20s and 30s you got guys smoking cigars out there, you know, uh, everybody's wearing a suit. It'd be interesting to see uh, what it be, it would be like to be at a game at that time. Uh, it's a, I'm a really, I love history. Um, so there are so many errors I would like to go back and check out. Definitely, uh, uh, you know, first century Rome would be something that, that would be uh, interesting just as a, 
um, you know, uh, um, Athens also. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, the, my whole point getting into this was people talk about errors or, or specific events like you did with Woodstock that you'd like to go back in time and check out. How about food? I want to see what McDonald's tasted like in 1959. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what a taco tasted like in 1933. That's interesting to me. How different does food taste today uh, compared, you know, does, does McDonald's fries in 1959 taste like they do in 2022? It's a very oh, interesting <laughs> question to me, Trent. See, I, and I, I can, because I don't go to McDonald's all that often, but whenever I do, I like the, uh, man, I, I, I indulge in their fries. Just, oh, so good. I wonder, you know, maybe the burgers tasted more, I don't know, like uh, home burgers or something. I'm sure it, 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 it has to taste different. You know, food, oh, the, the food back then so has small. to taste different, man. You know what the I mean? The burgers these days are so small. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they, it's all bread. Now you have to pay extra to have meat. You know that? Yeah, I'm I know. Sure, yeah. It's like the, basically, the, oh, yeah, can I get a cheeseburger and like 90% of it's uh, bread and like 10% of it's meat and cheese? It's pretty bad. And, and all the other fixings yeah. that you have on it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, on from that, I have, I need to ask you, um, yeah. and this will this be this will be my wrap-up story here. I need to ask you, uh, Rich, have, what is the weirdest compliment you've ever received? The weirdest? Because, because I have a list here that I want to share with you. Uh, one time someone told me I have diarrhea of the mouth and I took it as a compliment. So, I mean, I would agree with that, but I mean, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's okay. Um, well, th there are six compliments here that are some of the weirdest that, that you'll ever come across. All right. You look like you read, you look like you read books for fun. Yeah. That's you weird. Ate, you ate that apple very neatly. Your handwriting is very satisfying. Your teeth are so flat. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry. That I one I don't get. Every other one before your teeth are so flat is would be an odd compliment. I like the other one so far, though. So yeah, that, that was it. Let's, I mean, let's I, go I, over I, them, I, Trent. I, go back to the first one. What was the first one you said? Uh, you look like you read books. You you look like, but but what was it, having fun while reading books? What was the first one? Uh, it was like uh, you you look like you read books constantly or something. Hold on, let me go back to it. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, go me... back to that first one there. Let's go back here. Okay, all right. Let's go back here. If I can get my thing to move backwards. Um. Uh. Let's see. Okay. You look like you read books for fun. You look that's like you said. read books, Trent. That one, I would get it, and I would think that's a good compliment because reading is boring. I think we all agree. It's extremely boring and a waste of time. So uh, I agree. Uh, that would be a great compliment to me. Um, oh, yeah. We all Especially agree. Especially when I was a kid, I thought that. Yeah. So what's the next one? The next one is you ate, you ate that apple very neatly. Let's be honest. You ever watch a person eat an apple? It's pretty disgusting. All right? Yeah. Uh, don't eat that apple with your hands, bro. Cut into pieces and enjoy it neatly. All right? I don't want to see exactly. someone's slobbering all over an apple. That is a great compliment. I don't think it's weird at all. What's the next one, Trent? And I'm sure that you've read um, some terrible handwriting. So whenever somebody tells you that your handwriting is very satisfying, yeah. I'm sure that actually does satisfy you. If someone said that to me, I, I would I would say, 
who are you talking to? Because my uh, <laughs> my handwriting is legitimately awful. So uh, I don't think is I would it? ever receive. Yeah, I, I don't think I would ever uh, receive that compliment. But uh, I'm glad if, I don't have to read it. But I <laughs> I do think um, that's a very good compliment. And, and what I think there was one more, right? Yeah, and then the last one was your teeth is very. Uh, your teeth are so flat. Now that I don't understand. That I don't get. Like, what? What am I, a dinosaur? You're, you're shocked. Like, what am I supposed to have? Round <laughs> teeth? What's going on here? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what does that I mean, even like, mean? I, I I can understand. Like, if they weren't straight, I mean, you know, I mean that. Like, you, oh, you got flat. crooked teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I get. I don't get that one, Trent. That one's the other ones. I thought were great. I didn't find anything weird uh, about those at all. How about this, Trent? You know what? Scientists. This is truly remarkable, and this is uh, one of the things where I look at the world and I wonder why this isn't bigger news than it actually is. Uh, we seem to concern ourselves with the oddest things as a human species, but uh, uh, according to this, for the first time, scientists, scientists have grown plants in soil from the moon collected by NASA's Apollo astronauts they've actually been able to sprout and and grow plants out of lunar soil holy cow i mean that that that's pretty incredible holy cow <laughs> now if we could just get some cows up on the moon you know give some compost poop everywhere fertilizer you know we'll start growing shit all over the moon it'll be great um, but uh, uh, this is an incredible, and it's so amazing that they you don't think about these things. But this is moon soil returned by Apollo 11's Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. You ever hear of those guys? Only like of the course. most famous astronauts of all time, the original moonwalkers, even before Michael Jackson. All right, uh, the the seeds sprouted. Now um, wasn't perfect. After the first week, uh, the lunar soil stressed the small flowering weeds so much that they grew more slowly than seedlings planted in uh, earth dirt. So, uh, however, uh, through science, you can add nutrients to the soil. There are ways to make it effective. So uh, it's just another reminder that uh, it is very possible for humanity at some point here to have... Uh, a moon base we can grow food on the moon it's possible and one day trent i will live there i'm sure you will <laughs> it's my dream and you can't take it away from me i'm gonna live on the moon you got some weird ass dreams I and i'm gonna little. grow apples on the moon because apples are delicious and i eat them neatly I'm glad. I'm glad you ate that apple so neatly. By the way, do you put <laughs> peanut butter on your apples? Like, are you? Ooh, are you? Yeah, an apple? that's good. I, I like apples. Just about one of my favorite things is apple pie, Trent. So of course, delicious. everybody loves that pie. Throw some some ice cream on that shit. Woo! Then add a milkshake. Another explosive toilet. That's oh. how this stuff goes down. <laughs> it's very important to to. Uh, uh, remind people that that's how this stuff goes down. You know, if you want that to happen, you can avoid it, you know? Oh yeah. If that makes Without any sense, question. which it doesn't, 
congratulations. <laughs> you know, Trent, do you, um, anybody in your family have one of those, um, you know, what would they call it? Personalized license plates? Uh, mm, I think my granddad had one years ago, but he doesn't have it anymore. Um, uh, no, not currently, no. But do you I remember I, what I it was. People... What's that? Do you remember what it was? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, I honestly don't. Was it Wanker? <laughs> it, oh man, uh, no. <laughs> well, it couldn't have been Wanker because that was rejected by the state of Florida. I have a list, Trent, of license plates approved and rejected in florida okay lay it amongst me mcnasty made it through but mr poop tragically didn't okay (laughs) all right let's look at some of these uh i like this one trent so here we go um the first three designations s x y okay s x y space g r m a uh, those like abbreviations what are they well it's a license plate so uh, okay. sxy grma that's sexy grandma and oh oh yeah okay okay gotcha yeah 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 okay it makes sense now sexy okay. guess what trent here here's the game we're playing did the state of florida approve or disapprove sexy grandma go uh disapproved sexy grandma Got the green light from state officials. Wow, Amazing. They did. <laughs> it did. So, uh, okay. <laughs> How about this one, Trent? D O O space D O O. In doo-doo. my estimation, that spells doo doo. Did the state yeah. of Florida approve for a personalized license plate? Do do. Um, <laughs> you sound concerned. Uh, you're, you're you're very. You're not sure where to go with this one. Um. Yes. Did they approve it? It was rejected. What? Oh, do, yeah. Sexy grandma was was approved, but do do was rejected. Here's it was like 10 times harmless than sexy grandma. <laughs> this might be my favorite of the group here, Trent. Um, <laughs> this one's good. The letter, okay, here we go. UID space uh-huh. IOT. And by es- my estimation, that is... Yes, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Did that make the cut by the state of Florida, Trent? Would that have your face on it if, uh, oh, that's talking about you? Like, would that be, uh, would uh, would your face be on that thing? Yeah. Like, on the, uh, Hell yeah. Group? No, I, I would, well, I, it would be a picture of me pointing at the person driving behind me. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, keeping with the uh, the pattern here. I'm think I'm I'm kind of seeing a pattern. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with the uh, since the first one was approved and the second <laughs> one was rejected. I'm going to go with the you idiot will probably be 
No, you know what? I'm going to say it was rejected. Was it rejected? Or wow. Was it- uh, lock him in, Fred, at reject. <laughs> no. uh, all right, we're going to lock you in, Trent. Uh, rejected. Man, you see, when you start bringing strategy into the game, that improves your chances because, yes, you idiot was rejected by the state of Florida. Okay, I'll give you two more here. Okay, I'll give you two more. Another one that might be, um, well, let's go with this one first. Let's go with this one because this one was weird. So S-A-T-N space L-V-S. Um, that would be Satan Lives by my estimation. Oh, yeah, okay. S-A-T-N, uh, very evil and inappropriate, I would say. Uh, I, I would too, and I think that that should have been rejected. Trent, I would have rejected. That was approved by the state of Florida. <laughs> you got to be kidding! So somehow, sexy grandma and you idiot, and uh, and Mister Poop get rejected, but somehow Satan lives. Someone's driving around somewhere out there in the state of Florida with that license plate. So. Uh, Somehow, uh, there's there are some exceptions made to this rule. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. One more because I really like it. This one's good. Uh, so uh, M O space S T I K Y. Mo sticky. Uh, That's what I got sti- out of it. Or it could be Mo sticky. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it means stinky though. Mo stinky. Yeah. Basically, is it saying like you stink? Oh, no, wait. We're, we're, forget about that one, Trent. This one's better. You ready? You ready for this Uh-oh. one? This one's even better. Check it out. The letter I space G-O-T-A space P. I got a P. I got a yeah. P. The greatest license plate of all time. Was that approved or rejected? I got a P. Man, I would have gave it the green light. I mean, I, I think it, that sounds cool to me. At least warn people, dude, don't tailgate. I got to pee. I got to pee. Yeah. Uh, that was rejected. You got to be kidding. <laughs> but someone's driving around out there and Satan lives. It's really true, Trent. Okay. And finally, I got one more story for you here. Uh, how do you like it so far? Are you uh, are you shocked by that, Trent? Uh, uh, that whole uh, per- it, well, let me ask you this: um, How about your car? Do you, can you think of anything cool uh, if you were to get a personalized license plate on your car? Uh, is there anything that you would have in mind? Let's see. If I um, hmm, uh, maybe like the Yankees suck or something. That uh, might be cool. Yeah, yeah. You're not from Boston, bro. That is true, though. Uh, you know, Tampa uh, Yankees have become pretty solid rivals over the last couple of years. But but you, I'm it, not from Boston, but I could say, you know, I could write that on my license plate. I know? would expect that more from a Boston fan, though, Trent. I would, okay, I would, no, I'll probably come up with some. Let me uh, ask me ask me that later in the show, and I want to. Uh, I'm going to think about this while I do my other stuff. While we do our other stuff here, because uh, I'm going to come up with some clever name by the end of the show. I have right. to. We are, you know what? I like it. I like it. I, I, I want to see what super clever name you comes up. You come up with my license it plate. It may, may not involve you. I don't know. It should. It should. But my my license plate would be the letter R I C H space C O O L. 
Rich cool. Rich cool. Rich cool. Uh, and then people would be driving by laughing. That, that's what they would do. Yeah, they, drive by. But they don't know me. They don't know how cool I am. That's that bullshit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what else. How about instead of rich cool, just B E space C O O L. Be cool. Okay, that sounds better. I like that. that. Sounds, yeah. I bet you that would be approved. I think I rich get... cool, rich cool. That sounds like an oxymoron. Oh, <laughs> who's uh, that? That's the, the, how dare you call me a moron, Trent? That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool, bro. You know. <laughs> uh, all right, and finally, he's, what, he's lost. He has no idea what to say. <laughs> how dare you, Trent? Call me a moron. I know on this show, um, an oxymoron at that. That that's just that's basically like instead of just being a hero. You say superhero, you know, uh, when you when someone's a moron and you call them an oxymoron, it means they're really a moron. So that's messed up. <laughs> that's not cool. I'm just oh, saying. I just entertained myself tonight. <laughs> Austra- Finally, Trent, Australia's oldest man. You know, he's 111 years old. Oh, man. Can you imagine... Wow. Being 11 years old and you're going to live for 100 more years? I can't imagine. No. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm 40 and I'm going to live 100 more years. So uh, I can't imagine. I was just asking you. No, I can't imagine that. That's that's crazy. Right? Right? <laughs> and, I was, uh, and I was 11 uh, over 10 years ago. So. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I forget how super old you are. I know. You're like I'm, the oldest I'm, dude I know, Trent. I'm young and happy. <laughs> well, I won't argue with that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So yeah, I bring this up to you, Trent, to benefit you and, and anyone who's listening. This man, he's 111 years old. He actually has a very specific, specific secret to his longevity. And that would be? What do you think it is? Uh, well, a lot of people, if they live longer, a lot of people like eat healthier and exercise and kind of stay active. No, people and keep who eat day. healthy and exercise die, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about something that gets you to live to 111 years old. Uh, that's a good I don't know. <laughs> well, this dude, Australia's oldest man, he's 111, all right? He says... That his secret to longevity, get ready, and I got to ask you if you're going to go through with this now, Trent, now that we know what the secret to uh, living forever is. Um, he says that his secret to his longevity is every day eating chicken brains. Chicken brains. Chicken brains. Is that what you, is that what you just said to me? Chicken, he he, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He eats chicken brains, dude. He eats chicken brains in, uh, out there in, in Australia. He says, I mean, I like chicken, but I like the leg, I like the thigh, but I don't, I don't think I've ever eaten a brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've eaten those things too. Chicken leg, you know, chicken breast, thigh, all very delicious. I've had the Colonel's bucket before. It's 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 great, but no, I'm talking about a chicken's brain. All right. Retired okay. cattle rancher Dexter Kruger, who turned 111 years old this year. Uh, he's a 
wasn't a World War II veteran, but he was around in World War II. That's saying something, right? Ha <laughs> oh, ha. Yeah. I'm sorry, Trent. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Kruger told Australian Broadcasting Corps uh, in an interview that uh, his milestone can be contributed to eating chicken brains. And I'll give you his own words, Trent. Are you ready? Yep, lay it amongst me. Chicken brains! You know chicken brains! Dad, that's how a guy from Australia sounds to me. Chicken brains! They have a head! Chickens have a... Do I sound like an Australian? Is that close? Uh... It's pretty close, I think. Chicken brains. You know, chickens have a head. And in there, there's a brain. And they're delicious little things. Now, he goes on (laughs) to say, Trent, that uh, they're very small. And there's only one little bite. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, all it takes is one little bite. Every day of this chicken brain, Trent, and you're going to live to 111 years old. You're going to start getting yourself some chicken brains or what? I mean, uh, I'm going to go to a chicken place and ask them if they have chicken brains. That's, uh, that's <laughs> you're going to go for it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought the answer would be no. But obviously, you are a very brave and adventurous individual. I personally will not be eating any chicken brain, Trent. I'd rather <laughs> die before I eat some chicken brain. That's disgusting. How about, how about chicken legs? Do you like fried chicken legs? Oh, that's and my chicken favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's the, you just made me hungry. Now, I know. I'm hungry. It's late. Now, have you ever had fried chicken legs with a milkshake and destroyed your toilet? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I guess my point is basically add a milkshake to anything and you're in trouble. That's uh, Yep. Basically, what what I'm talking about here, Trent. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's see, Super Radio rundown. We've got some news here. We got box office numbers. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, number one again, Trent. That's despite a uh, a 67% decline. Uh, however, still. $61 million at the box office for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. The closest film was The Bad Guys, The Bad Guys, and that only made $6.9 million. So Doctor mm. Strange, multiple weeks at the box office, still made 61 this past week. Uh, the Bad Guys, $6.9 million. So that just shows, uh, I forget who said it, but... You could have some of these filmmakers like Martin Scorsese be upset. Oh, the superhero film is destroying film and, and this and that. And, and uh, it's it's not artistic. And, well, you know what? Uh, it's keeping Hollywood alive. <laughs> you know, it's keeping movie theaters alive because it seems like the only um, and I don't know. Are we post pandemic yet? Or are we endemic? I'm not sure. I think we're about as normal as we can possibly be at this point, I guess. So, but it would appear, Trent, at this point in time, that the only thing people are willing to uh, brave the theaters for 
are superhero flicks. So in a way, MCU, these kind of movies, really keeping Hollywood alive. And uh, and it's well documented what Scorsese said and a couple other uh, other people. I would also say I don't necessarily think it's superhero films destroying movie theaters and and and, and Hollywood and and stuff like that. I think it's streaming services. It's the serialized storytelling that people find more interesting than a two-hour film. You know, the people who who would rather binge a show on Hulu or. Or, or, you know, Disney Plus or Netflix or something like that. You know, uh, rather stay home and, and uh, enjoy a streaming service than go to the movies and see, you know, I mean, the, not great examples here, whether you're talking about the bad guys, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, those are children's movies. But, um, you know, you look at Firestarter, which is a remake of... Uh, an old 1980s movie based on a Stephen King book, actually starring Drew Barrymore when she was a little kid. A uh, pretty famous movie based on the work of Stephen King, a uh, classic horror film, Firestarter. They, they just had a remake of that. That was number four. That made $3.8 million. Is that any worse than a superhero movie to remake a horror movie from the 80s? Did nothing. Now, a movie that's getting critical acclaim and, and is universally loved and near 100% on the Rotten Tomato aggregate, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, here's a movie that's basically, like I said, universally loved. That only made $3 million last week in the box office. And I know for a fact it's not streaming anywhere. The only place you can see that movie is in theaters. Recently got a wider release. Um, and, and like I said, this movie is something that uh, everybody's saying is pretty incredible. Made three million dollars last week. So, uh, look, you don't bite the hand that feeds, Trent. Uh, Scorsese, you need to think twice. You want to make another. And so here's Scorsese. That's destroying Hollywood. Uh, you you released your movie, The Irishman, on Netflix. Why? And I know it was also released in theaters, but nobody's gonna go see that in theaters when they can see it on Netflix. Give me a break. So let me get off my my soapbox here, Trent. Talking about. <laughs> Um, talking about streaming services uh, we talked about on the show before the problems they're having over at Netflix um, and uh, all of Do you the, like Netflix oh yeah I really dig Netflix I really do uh, for a long time now I was a little disappointed when they dropped the Marvel stuff because you know Netflix uh, they had Daredevil and 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 Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist you know they had their own Marvel shows uh, but now Disney owns everything and, and Netflix is done with the Marvel shows. And I think that has something to do with the subscriber losses, uh, the record subscriber losses uh, in recent times for Netflix, which is leading to uh, some layoffs at the country. Uh, as a matter of fact, about 150 layoffs, mostly U.S. based employees, uh, about 150 positions out of the streamers workforce of 11,000 are being eliminated amid a slowdown in the company's revenue growth. Uh, Netflix stock has also fallen sharply after the streamer reported last month that its global subscriber base declined by 200,000 in the first quarter. Um, And uh, that's the biggest drop and the first drop, by the way, in more than a decade. Um, So the consensus is Netflix is in trouble. Why is Netflix in trouble? Well, Take a look at, on the other end of that, how about Disney? Uh, Disney Plus 
gained 7.9 million paid customers in the first three months of 2022. Um, it stands at 137.7 million, up 33% from over a year ago. Uh, Disney Plus's strong gains dispels the notion that the house of the mouse is uh, a competitor with Netflix because clearly they've passed Netflix by, right? I, I mean, uh, it, oh, it's yeah. not even close at this point. So, but I, I, I would, and of course, you know, Disney, they own everything. So they got Hulu, ESPN. Uh, that's just a monster. It's hard to go up against that. But when I look at what both are have to offer coming up here, uh, and and what is being offered currently streaming, I really think there's some good stuff um, with Netflix. I love Ozark. I think it's one of the great shows of all time. You can debate if you if you didn't like the end of season four, which is the final season in the series. Ozark still one of the great television shows ever. Final season available right now streaming. Um, you know, big shows that came out this year: The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. What a name was okay. Um, I've never seen Inventing Anna that came out in February. Russian Doll season two. I don't even know what that that is. Uh, that came out in April. But I'm looking forward to some things coming up here um, with Netflix. They got the new Resident Evil show, one of my favorite video games of all time. I thought the recent movie wasn't really good, but and by the way, that if you haven't seen the trailer yet, you can go check out the trailer on Super Radio Brothers social media, Facebook. We have it posted there. Uh, the trailer for for Resident Evil looks awesome. Um, Stranger Things season four, um, which I'm not in love with after season two. I still I've invested my time in the first three seasons, so I'll watch Stranger Things season four. I'm pumped up for that. And the Umbrella Academy, I love the first two seasons big time uh, of the Umbrella Academy. Also coming out for Netflix here, um, presumably sometime in the summer. Also another Witcher series coming out. So there's a ton of stuff on Netflix that for me, I'm going to hold on to my subscription. I really dig. Of course, Disney, you know, has Moon Knight out right now, which for me was a complete disappointment garbage, especially if you've read any of the source material. I hate it. Uh, but people. Oh, seem- yeah, I've seen your uh, episode reviews. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Trent. And you, you can check out all of my full reviews uh on our uh, youtube page on facebook hey, you're welcome I, at least i look out for you i appreciate that trent thank you very much but yeah check out my moon Knight reviews on youtube uh the book of bubba fett was pretty cool uh that's out streaming right now for disney plus uh ap- apparently the kardashians are in disney uh because of hulu uh coming up for disney plus i mean super exciting especially if you're a comic book nerd like me um, you know, you got Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course, the uh, um, Star Wars series that's coming out uh, in a week here on May 25th. Ewan McGregor reprising his role. Hayden Christensen as well jumping in there. So, uh, hey, if you're a Star Wars fan, you love Obi-Wan, you're looking forward to it. But, man, they just dropped the trailer for She-Hulk. And that, that show looks awesome. Miss um, Marvel also coming out on June 8th and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special in December, which is really interesting because it's going to be events following Thor Love and Thunder, which is coming out here soon, but before the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. So hard to argue that, you know, I look at both of them. It's hard to argue that Disney Plus doesn't have a lot going on, obviously. But, you know, I feel bad for Netflix because I think they have quality programming, um, but there are probably a lot of people out there as 
these streaming services are, are, you know, it starts to add up. It gets expensive and it's like, oh, I got cable again. You know, I was I, I went all streaming to avoid the cable bill. But now I have to subscribe to like seven different services. And now you're looking at it. Well, do I want to keep Disney Plus or do I want to keep Netflix? And you stick with Netflix. And then you say, do I want um, HBO or uh, HBO Max or do I want to uh, stick with Netflix? Most people are going to stick with HBO Max because guess what? HBO's Westworld season four, the trailer is out. One of the great shows of all time. Uh, also, um, and the, the interesting thing about Westworld is it doesn't come out every year. So it's been, uh, what do they call that? Biannual, Trent? It's been a biannual show every other year. Um, and I absolutely love Westworld. That And guess when that gets released, Trent? One of my favorite when? shows dropping on June 26th. You know what day that is? Holy crap. That is a monumental day. That is Derek Jeter's birthday. Amazing. It's also somebody else's birthday. Oh, oh. I don't. I forgot. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe <laughs> some of the guy. Maybe, no, maybe of course, guy you know, of course, Jeter would share birthday with one of the greatest people in the history of the planet, me. So, uh, oh yeah, you know, some of the best people in the world, Trent, have been born on June 26th. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know that, but uh, it's it's so true. It's so true. It's so. Oh man, true. it is so true. <laughs> um, yeah, and HBO they have Staircase. Seen a couple of episodes of that. Uh, that's going on right now. And Paramount Plus, of course, has the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. Um, this is pretty interesting. Apple reportedly filed a patent on May 3rd uh, for the entertainment system, which could replace the view of the real world in a car with virtual environments. So uh, instead, of, instead of actually looking out of a, uh, a uh, uh, actual, looking at the actual world, you'll have a screen there with a virtual environment trent i don't know that seems scary to me i i what happens if the screen goes dead i'm gonna die I know. well it would be a self-driving car though but uh they say it's a method of you know people get motion sickness when they're looking outside of a car this is something that can stop that i just think it sounds like certain death and i want nothing to do with it but apparently trent i guess the story there is apple is looking to get into the car business so you know we have the ipod uh, we have the iPad, the iPhone, and maybe soon one day we'll have the iCar. The iCar. You know, there was a, uh, I read an article years ago about people in Germany who, who are able to drive their cars and they, you know, steer the car with their eyes, you know, so they're looking at their eyes and no matter where their eyes go, the car goes. Wow. And you talk about the most scariest thing I've ever heard, because even whenever you're driving, you know, your eyes are constantly moving. If you're looking at like a statue or something on the side of the road, or if you're looking at like a billboard or something, no matter what, you know, your eyes play the role of the steering wheel in the car. And you're going to drive right off the road if you're looking at a statue on the other side of the road kind of deal. That's pretty interesting. I've played VR games that were similar. So um, you would definitely have to be in the right frame of mind. But, you, you know, just a, a technology like that could seem ridiculous. But then in practice, it might actually yeah. be more natural than you actually think. You know, yeah, and, and that's why they're developing it. But because um, it's true, you know, sometimes your if your eyes will be distracted uh, or off the road. But just as a driver, I would say most of the time I'm straight, looking straight. You know, but there are things that that do uh, uh, 
sometimes distract you and make it yeah can you imagine what is that you you turn left and the whole car goes left oh my goodness <laughs> oh man that would be an interesting way to die <laughs> video game yeah video game yeah wait a second there, trent there was a an angel did you hear that what an amazing voice what was that i did and, and that intro gets me every time. Video game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's one we had one of the uh, top voiceover guys in the industry working for us. So um, he was. Oh quite, yeah. Quite a pleasure to work with. Yeah, I forget it. That, that's why I said the intro gives me chills every time. It's it really is. It's it's something to think about about uh, how amazing and how fortunate we are to have that man's voice on this show. So uh, anyway, uh, moving on and, and, and not completely ignoring the greatness that we just talked about, but, you know, you're trying to move on to uh, other things, video game news, namely, Trent. And here's an interesting video game story. Check out this headline. It says, by the way, end of the third quarter in the Miami Heat Boston Celtics game two in Miami, the Celtics comfortably ahead 96 to 71. My goodness. What a I would beating. say that's pretty much over. What a beating going on. It's not over, but pre- I think you said it right. Pretty much. But in the NBA, you never know at around 20 points. It could, it would take some incredible historic comeback. The Heat have been trying to make, you know, they've been, they've been, their ebbs and flows. The Heat have been trying to kind of make runs here every now and then, but the Celtics have held them off and they've held them off pretty well. See, so that'll take, that'll take some run if they're going to come back in that one. But check out, check out this uh, headline, Trent. Video games can boost children's intelligence. Oh, oh really? Yeah. It now because a lot of people believe it's the polar opposite. You know, people, uh, especially the older generation, complain when children are on their video games for so long because they're like, oh, you know, they're ruining their brains. They're doing this. They're doing that. And you know, children actually have research in their favor because now they can back this up. Where yeah, you have it's actually increasing brain power because it puts you in different situations. It makes you think critically if you want to win the game. Researchers at the Karolinski Institute in Sweden have studied how the screen habits of U.S. children correlate with how their cognitive abilities develop over time. They found that the children who spend an above-average time playing video games increase their intelligence more than average, while TV watching or social media consumption had neither a positive nor a negative effect. Results published in the journal Scientific Reports the children are spending more and more time in front of screens, how this affects their health and whether it has a positive or negative impact on their cognitive abilities are hotly debated. We know this. Um, Well, the recent study is linking increased intelligence in children with video game playing. On average, the children spent two and a half hours a day watching TV. And these are the kids in the study. Uh, spent two and a half hours a day watching TV, half an hour on social media, and about one hour playing video games. Results showed that those who played more games than the average. Okay, so that's the baseline. I get it. I get it. So uh, that's what they're looking at, an hour playing video games. The results showed those who played more games than the average increased their intelligence between two measurements. 
by approximately 2.5 IQ points more than the average. So Trent, this basically, what this study is telling me right now is I must be one of the smartest men on earth because I, yeah, I, I play way more than an hour of video games a day. So how, how, how many how many do you, how many hours do you normally play a day whenever you're on video whenever I'm, you play video games? I game? think I'm genius level, Trent. Uh, really? You, I must be. Uh, I don't. You know. Generally, I don't hang around smart people. I mostly hang out with you. So. Um, Damn. <laughs> no. But <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, you know I I'm start now starting to realize that I'm even smarter than I thought thanks to this I'm study. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I, hey, I, I hear you, man. Hanging, hanging out with me can uh, can make it have an impact. There, there's no doubt about that. Well, sometimes I need you to dumb it down for me. I did admit that earlier. So hey, I understand. Yeah, what, what what can you say? Shit happens. Now this story I don't understand at all. Maybe you can help me, Trent. This is um, this is pretty weird. It says, no, I'm not going to help you after you just call me dumb. How <laughs> dare you? The, the time of me helping you is long gone, bro. <laughs> you are on your own. If you need any help from me, it is yeah. out the window. It is see you later. You could get the shit out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Now, I don't know what to do. Scientists invent mouth haptics for VR, uh, including water, wind, and spiders. Uh, haptics, mouth haptics. Uh. Scientists have invented mouth haptics for VR that allow users to feel different virtual experiences with their mouths. These include oh, wow. feeling the wind on your face while riding a bike, uh, taking a sip from a fountain, and feeling the water on your lips, and covering yourself with spiders that you'll feel running in and around your mouth. Hmm. So my first question is, why would you want spiders running in and around your mouth? I don't, I wouldn't. <laughs> that, that's not something that, that, that's not the VR experience you're looking for, Trent? Nope, absolutely not. So uh, uh, when partnered with virtual reality demos, the, uh, um, the, the mouth haptics uh, means that users will feel different sensations on their lips, teeth, and tongue. Depending on what they're doing in the game, uh, mouth haptics are programmed to do different things depending on the situation, including single impulses, taps, pulse trains, multiple taps in a row, swipes in the X, Y, and Z directions, moving along down and towards your mouth, and persistent Whoa. vibration. I feel like almost at this point I shouldn't be reading this. This doesn't sound right. Uh, the different demos shown in future interfaces groups video include walking through cobwebs in a forest before being covered in spider venom. Why do we have to go so dark? Uh, it seems like we could use mouth haptics for better things. Um, drinking from a water fountain, sipping coffee, smoking a cigarette. But you know what? I, smoking a cigarette that maybe that could be like a, 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 a something that helps you quit smoking, right? Uh, yeah. Imagine you could smoke in VR. Maybe maybe that changes everything. Oh, I didn't think about that before. Uh, also, for some reason, I want to experience in VR brushing my teeth, um, riding a motorbike. Uh, so there you go, Trent. They want you to. It's not just enough visually anymore. Oh. 
they want you to experience things with your mouth in VR. Uh, with your mouth. With your mouth. How no. about that? What do you think about that? Well, you have diarrhea of the mouth. That's true. Um, That's true. And it was a to me, it's a compliment. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're such a good friend. You're the best, Trent. Thank you for telling me. I have diarrhea of the mouth. Hey, you admitted it. <laughs> so, uh, and I'll talk about during the show, also in video game news, uh, Evil Dead is out based on one of my favorite movies, uh, the Evil Dead franchise, Evil Dead 1 and 2, Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, uh, greatest horror trilogy of all time even though i don't necessarily need the first movie just give me evil dead 2 and army of darkness and i'm good but the game did come out this past week uh online game i will get to that in video game news my experience with it um and that is it for anything on on any of that stuff trent video game news I mean, it's. Uh, I still can't get past the uh, the the VR with the uh, the mouth thing. The it's mouth just, haptics. The mouth haptics. Yes. I think I'm saying okay. that right. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, you probably not. Mouth no haptics. Mouth happening x. That's what hey, I would have called good, it. You you gave it the good college try. That's yeah. all you can do. Mouth happening x. Mouth happenings. Mouth happening. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Sing it now. It's time. Super Radio Sports. I'm very excited about the sports track. Me too. I mean, we. Uh, this has been kind of a... Uh... You remember our last show where uh, we kind of... Uh, or, or one of our last shows, I should say, where we... Back uh, the up uh, doing a great program with Did the, we uh, really? No, we didn't. Stop lying. I know. We well, it was a fantastic <laughs> program, and, uh, and and what we did was uh, we ended up kind of doing like a draft show, and uh, you know uh, the the advantage of, of recording these uh, on, on tonight was that we got our actual we we have our uh, live reactions from the, uh, the like the Tampa Bay Lightning game and the Boston Celtics game that's uh, currently happening right now. So you get live sports right now thanks to Super Radio Brothers, which is excellent. Super Radio Sports, Super Radio Brother Sports, uh, my favorite time of year or third or day podcast. Oh yeah, that's Exciting. what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. All right, Trent. Yep. We'll we'll put you in the driver's seat here. Uh, what's going on in well, the first world of, all, I need of sports? To talk about my Tampa Bay Lightning. And we should say, yeah, like you said, that news broke right here on Super Radio Brothers for us because we were watching the game together, Trent. Yeah, I know. And uh, I you, you experienced gave a, you, that lightning victory uh, with you. Yeah, together. and you gave some bogus. You gave some bogus uh, Tampa Bay Lightning call, and uh, you know that like the goal call. That was uh, you that, know what that was I very felt when the lightning dramatically, with less than a second to go, buried that puck into the net to defeat the Florida Panthers and take a commanding two games to nothing lead in the second round series of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Do you know what I felt after that dramatic goal? I bet your adrenaline skyrocketed. I felt absolutely nothing, Trent. I got to tell you, I'm sorry. It's, oh, it did nothing no. for me. It did nothing for I, me. I know, <laughs> but but if the Rangers were playing, you would you would. I would have got yeah yeah. I would have been slightly more excited. Yeah, 
but uh but yeah no because because uh, what was happening was you know the cool thing was you actually interrupted your uh one of your stories you were telling the story and all of a sudden you went wait 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 and the lightning scar oh yeah <laughs> You did. You did it like the true professional. I tried to. Yeah. Yes, I, it was the biggest uh, story in that moment, and I had to break it on the show uh, for uh, for you and the audience. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm proud of you. You actually learned something. But sometimes I do. Trent. Sometimes I do good. Sometimes yeah, I do good, Trent. Don't act like I don't do good. Sometimes. Sometimes I do good. Don't ignore <laughs> it. You should Key praise there me. Sometimes say, "Rich, I need you to say, Rich, you did good." Um, Rich, you did good. You did pretty good. Oh, I feel so. Uh, but- My goodness, the pride that is bubbling up in my heart is hard to contain. Thank you so much, Trent. You're welcome. Uh, but uh, but anyway, let's get to the serious business, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Uh, they ended up winning this game. Let's kind of start there. And, uh, man, just how about it early on in this game? I watched uh, the entire uh, – watched uh, pretty much the first two periods, and it was a tale of two periods. The first period, the Lightning really couldn't get much going on. I mean, Florida kind of came out and would spend a lot of time in their zone. But, you know, coming out um, – the Lightning just – they didn't panic because that's what championship-caliber teams do. The Florida Panthers haven't really uh, – besides this year, you know, really haven't gone deep into the playoffs uh, in, a, in a very, very long time. So uh, – and, of course, it shows how long they hadn't won the Stanley Cup. They hadn't won the Stanley Cup since, what, the mid-'90s or something like that. It's been a long time. And uh, so – but anyway, uh, the Lightning – uh, just had some trouble in their own zone and Florida ended up uh, trying to take advantage of that early on. They scored the first goal to take a one, nothing lead. And then uh, Tampa Bay came back to tie it uh, here there uh, a few minutes later. And um, Rich, they're, they're doing this winning without one of their biggest stars in Braden point. Uh, we, we talked about it last Saturday in uh, game seven where point actually ended up suffering a lower leg injury. And uh, at first everybody thought that he was day to day, but uh, now people are saying, Oh, point could be out for the uh, majority part of this series. And they, all the experts were saying, well, you know, the lightning did uh, miss Steven Stamkos in 2020, but you know, because Braden point has been such a key in their offense this year, uh, they're going to be in deep trouble because that's that's why their offense is so potent. Well, I beg to differ with you. I mean, yes, they miss point, but it's next man up, as they say in show business. The show must go on, and the show is going on with guys like Corey Perry stepping up, with guys like Ross Colton stepping up, with Nikita Kucherov uh, doing what he normally does in the postseason. The Lightning are deep. And they take pride in their depth. And if you're a Lightning fan, you should take pride in their depth too, because. Depth. What if you are not a Lightning fan, Trent? Should I still take pride in their depth? Yeah, I'll tell you what else to take pride in. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but the uh, but the Lightning uh, uh, they they have depth, and uh, depth wins championships, mm. especially in the National Hockey League. And if if they, if they played the, like they have the first couple games of this series, they can beat anybody that they play. So congratulations to the Bolts. They don't play again until Sunday. Um, well, I, I agree with wish- you, Trent, because. I know your first line is good, but how good is your second line? How good is that third line? That's how you're going to win a championship. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, the and the Lightning's uh, the, they they have several lines, and uh, their uh, the the lines uh, that they play with are are more than capable of winning. How do I know that? I watched like one hockey game this year. It's so weird. 
uh, I'm just sitting here in stupefied disbelief <laughs> that you knew that there were multiple lines in hockey. How do I know that? Cool. Somehow I know yeah. these things. It's weird. It's 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 yeah. almost so, as unexplainable as a lightning bolt destroying a toilet bowl. It, it's just anyway. That's enough on the uh, that's <laughs> enough on the lightning. Got well, the, how about uh, the New York Rangers? They're down 0-1 in in their second round series with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they did a good job during the regular season against the Rangers. The Rangers dramatically coming back in the first round against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins with a three games to one series lead. You have uh, Shostorkin, right? Uh, uh, one of the top goalies in the league for the Rangers getting pulled from two of those games early on. And one of those games, by the way, the first game, Shostorkin had 70-something saves, which uh, I've never heard of. I didn't even think it was possible to save that many uh uh, pucks from going in the net in a single game. So, um, but me as a fan that doesn't really watch regular season hockey, I just heard over and over again how good this guy is. And you get to the playoffs and he's getting pulled from games. So, it looked like the Rangers were cooked and uh, they really, uh, in dramatic fashion, came back down three games to one to beat Pittsburgh in that game seven. Not only that, but also losing in that game seven buy a goal and tying it with less than five minutes to go and and uh, and, and then eventually winning it. So uh, it's been a while as a, as a Ranger fan where you, you had a significant victory in the playoffs uh, that made you think, well, this team's uh, maybe can do something, but I don't know. I just don't uh, – uh, beyond the goalie, and, and he's looked really shaky in these playoffs, supposed to be the, uh, the key to the team. I just don't see the Rangers really winning anything. I, they weren't impressive. And then they blew that – the way they blew that game against the Hurricanes in the first game, winning one nothing uh, late in the game, and then uh, blowing the – that was another less than five minutes to go, blown one goal lead, and they uh, uh, lose in overtime to the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, who the, who the heck are the Carolina Hurricanes? Give me a break. They shouldn't even Over have a team. team. They shouldn't even have a team in Carolina, and they dare to beat the Rangers. Disgusting, hey, what, Trent. Hey, what's so bad about the people in Carolina? They know they're hockey. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm. There's nothing wrong with the people in Carolina, but they shouldn't have a hockey team in Carolina. No, okay. I, I, you know, for that matter, they shouldn't have a hockey team in Tampa. Be honest with you, there's no ice in Tampa. No, I know, I know. Um, How but, can you uh, play hey. hockey when there's no ice? Well, that that that's why we have ice in the arena. It's so weird. How do they do it? It's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not man, right, Trent. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. It's it's, it's very. <laughs> it's an abomination, in the face. Oh, yeah, of, absolutely. Yes. Yep. <laughs> without, without question, definitely. It's not right. Um, it's not right. No, it's not at all. And, and, and nothing is, uh, especially. When but, you're on this uh, show, nothing seems right. That's true. No. And if it's uh, like that, then we're doing our job. That's true. Uh, let's uh, let's move on real quick to the uh, – now we're talking – since we're talking playoffs, I think we'll leave baseball for last. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the, uh, the NBA playoffs. And, uh, of course, there's so many things happening with uh, – the uh, complete implosion, if you will, of the Phoenix Suns in Game 7 uh, against the Dallas Mavericks last weekend. Uh, that's kind of where I want to start there, and then we'll uh, work our way up. But, I mean, what happened, Rich? I mean, the Phoenix Suns were one of the best teams in the NBA, had the best record in, what, the Western Conference for 
for a while. And they just, whenever it got to game seven and whenever it got to their guys needing to step up whenever they needed to, uh, it didn't happen. And uh, it, they, they went out, uh, not only did they go down, but they went down hard. Well, the Phoenix Suns had by far the best record in the NBA this year. 64-win team, eight games better than the closest team behind them. And uh, what happened in that second round was basically they had to face Luka Doncic, you know, who's clearly one of the best players in the NBA, makes a difference on a level that few players can. You know, you're talking about a playmaker, a scorer. You know, I know, I know people like to kill their, his defense, but you're looking at a 23-year-old kid that is playing on a team with no other superstar that just beat a 64-win team in a seventh game on the road and is in the Western Conference Finals. And what this dude is doing at 23 is pretty, incredi- pretty incredible. That's the first thing. That's what happened to Phoenix. Um, also, what happened to Phoenix is Chris Paul had nothing left. Uh, rinse, dry, repeat. This is a story that we've seen over and over again. He just doesn't make it. Once, once you get to the playoffs and you have to rely a, a little more physically, he gets injured. We saw it with the Houston Rockets a couple years ago. It was sickening, you know, because I was rooting so heavily for the Rockets and Chris Paul and James Harden to knock off the Golden State Warriors. And it looked like they could. They, they had a three games to two lead going into game six. And what happened? Chris Paul pulled hamstring. Can't play in game six and seven. What happened? Warriors win game six and seven. Harden didn't have enough uh, without Paul. It, it just Paul does not... Chris Paul, they want, they were naming him the point god right after those first two games where Phoenix went out there and destroyed Dallas those first two games. But And I said it on this show, Trent. Um, you know, Pat Riley always says that the series really doesn't start. That's the old cliche. A series doesn't start until the home team loses a game. That hadn't happened yet. And the, everything changed once they got to game three and they got to Dallas and, uh, you know, the Suns rely on that perimeter offense, that mid-range game, and the Mavericks just have guys they can throw it at you, whether uh, defensively, whether it's a a, 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 a Reggie Bullock, a, a Finney Smith, um, a Brunson. You know, all of these guys can run out and play really good perimeter defense, and it was suffocating for the Suns. Chris Paul had nothing left by the end of the series, and I, I think even bigger uh, is that the Suns got a no-show from Devin Booker. And if if the Suns were going to compete in that game seven, they needed Devin Booker to be every bit the player uh, that Luka Doncic was uh, in that game, where he's putting up close to a triple-double, close to 40 points, and Devin Booker was an absolute no-show. I, I, I mean, he did nothing. And, and when you get the performances that you got out of Booker – and, and out of Chris Paul in a game seven at home, uh, you know, he's just not going to beat a team that has a Luka Doncic on, on his side. Luka, you know, Devin Booker, this guy's supposed to be one of the best players in the league. I saw people putting Devin Booker in the top five in, MV, in MVP voting this year. You know, his team won 64 games. Devin Booker in game seven at home had 11 points. 11 points. It's just not going to get it done. Chris Paul had 10 points. I mean, these, you know, it's not, you turn around, look at the other place, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, 
35 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. He ripped their heart out. He, he took their soul. I mean, and, and, and in that game, he had a running mate. You know, Spencer Dimwitty, who was a big part of that trade early in the season uh, at, at the end of the year there in January, where they sent uh, uh, that piece of dead weight garbage, Kristaps Porzingis. They make the trade. They get him out of there. They bring in Spencer Dinwiddie. He only scored 30 points in, in Game 7 in Phoenix, and, and that was going to be the big thing. You, had, you heard a lot of people saying that, uh, you, you know what, um, Phoenix going to win Game 7 because those Phoenix role pl- those Dallas role players, they don't play the same on the road. Well, in this game, they showed up. Dinwiddie had 30 points. Brunson had 24 points. They were there to run with Luka, and uh, Luka ultimately made it happen there. So, But, Trent, uh, for a long answer uh, to a short question, uh, what happened to the Phoenix Suns? Uh, one, Luka, and two, Booker and Chris Paul just didn't show up. Uh, they just they were nothing performances. And uh, I, to me, I look at Phoenix now. You won 64 games this year. You were by far the best regular season team. If it didn't happen this year, it's not going to happen. And they should really think about moving on from Chris Paul and getting someone else in there that could run with Devin Booker uh, and, and maybe make a difference. Because Chris Paul, we've seen it already. This is over and over again. He doesn't make it to the end of the playoffs. Something always happens. There's an injury. It's just uh, he does, and that's what happened. We saw it, uh, Houston. A Golden State a couple years ago, and we just saw it again. You know, now he played in the game, but he clearly had something going on. He was he, he, there was something wrong with him. He just wasn't the same player. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised, Trent, if in a week from now, two weeks from now, sometime during the off season, we're going to hear, oh, you know what, Chris Paul had you know uh, a calf injury. He, he had a pull. Oh, somewhere. Yeah. You know, you're going to hear about some kind of injury he had, but it, it happens every year. So would I be shocked? No, that's what happened, Trent, to the Phoenix Suns. Well, that was a long-winded uh, answer, but you know, I'll uh, I'll take it. I, I mean, apologize. It, I ran out of breath. I could have kept talking about it. No, oh, I know, <laughs> but uh, hey, you, you I just, love uh, basketball. Hey, I I do too. I didn't say I didn't. But, I, know, uh, you know, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to give myself an excuse for talking so long about uh, Dallas and Phoenix. Well, uh, and then we also have to uh, touch on a little bit the uh, Celtics-Bucks Game 7. That was uh, very interesting in itself with uh, Giannis. I mean, he did score a lot of points. He, uh, he, he, shoot, Giannis, just uh, what a way to go out. Uh, But nobody else was helping him. And uh, like you and I talked about off the year, the Bucks really missed Chris Middleton during that series. And uh, it it really showed. And then you had guys like um, uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Marcus Smart. I believe got hurt during that game, yeah. so he uh, he wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to play game one against Miami on Tuesday. Uh, so uh, yeah, Marcus Smart and of course Al Horford uh, hasn't uh, been playing. He's uh, out for a little while himself. But you had guys like Derek White. You had guys like Peyton Pritchard. You had guys like Grant Williams. Williams has been around the league for a little while, and he had one of his uh, biggest playoff games of his career arguably his biggest playoff game of his career in uh, Boston was really able to shoot three-point shots and and that's the main reason they were separated from the heat is because of their three-point shooting and their box I mean with the Bucks rather is their three-point shooting and their boxing out 
of uh, not allowing the Bucks to get too many offensive rebounds. Now they had stretches in the first half where their box out was not as great as it is capable of being, but when it was all said and done, uh, Milwaukee had no answer for Boston's offense, and Milwaukee couldn't get shots to go down offensively either. Besides Giannis Antetokounmpo, I mean, who who else really scored double figures? You only had maybe one or two other guys who did, and that's not going to get it done if you're Mike Budenholzer's team. Antetokounmpo well, definitely had a historic game seven, near triple double, twenty five points, twenty rebounds, nine assists. He was great, you know. And, and yeah, you, you touched on Middleton. It shows how important he is to that offense because if you watch the playoffs last year, um, that's their end-of-game strategy. Atenacumpo and Middleton pick and roll over and over again. Well, uh, he, you know, Atenacumpo didn't have a player that's that much of a threat to run the pick and roll with, and they just had nowhere to go late in these games, and it caught up to them at the end of the series. And, uh, you know, Drew Holiday had a decent game in Game 7, but you just needed more from everyone around around uh, Giannis. And when you look at the Celtics, it's also just uh, the balance that you got from them. Yes, Tatum had a great game. He had the 23 points. But Williams had a surprising 27 points. Jalen Brown added 19. Smart had the double-double with the 11 points and the 10 assists, not to mention uh, uh, the seven rebounds. Pritchard with 14 points off the bench. So, uh, you know, those role players showed up at home in a game seven, uh, as you would expect, uh, That what you would hope for if, if you're the Celtics and you're the home team. So uh, at the end of the day, they just had too much for Milwaukee without Middleton. Um, I do think the series might have been different if Middleton is playing uh, in the series. But I do. I, I will also say that I think, especially looking at the result tonight with the Celtics destroying Miami in game two, um, 50 seconds left in this game here, Boston 127, Miami 100. I really think Marcus Smart is one of the most underrated players in the league. Just what he provides defensively, on the perimeter, he's he's a he's an underrated playmaker. I just told you he had ten assists in that game seven, and he just he hits big shots, and and he's just a bulldog out there, you know. Um, so I really think uh, Marcus Smart is a an underrated point guard in the league, and uh, his performance in Game Seven, uh, just the way he was able to do all the things that he does and and fill the stat line, uh, is again an underrated part of why. Uh, the uh, Boston Celtics move on to this uh, Eastern Conference final that is now all knotted up at a game apiece, going to Boston. Oh, yeah, that's uh, definitely going to be uh, an interesting experience. And it's many years you go to uh, the the Western Conference final, Trent. It's been a long time. I forget the exact number, but it's been a while since the number one or two seed did not advance to the Western Conference Finals, and that's the case this year. You know, Phoenix Suns, number one seed. Memphis Grizzlies, number two seed. Both get knocked out before the Western Conference Finals. You have uh, the, uh, which, you know, I'll admit it, man. I I can't stand the Golden State Warriors. I really can't. Um, I I seem to, I'm a Golden State Warrior hater, and I always root for them to lose. And, oh, well, my dog is actually a Golden State fan, so just, I have to keep yeah, it down. Yeah, I actually disagree with you yeah. on that. But uh, you know, that first game was awful to watch. There's no doubt. I mean, Luka, for the first time in the playoffs, looked pretty horrible. Um, as a matter of fact, he was held to his lowest scoring total in the playoffs, seven turnovers. 
He actually in the game had one more turnover than made field goals. So uh, that was, uh, you know, by far Luka's worst game of the playoffs so far. But I still have hope because look at how bad uh, Dallas looked the first two games in the Phoenix series. And everybody was ready to bury them, you know. And I, I did do a little bit of a highlight on this. I look at the, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals right now in the NBA, and I find it fascinating. And the reason I find it fascinating is because I really think it's it, what we're looking at here is is the the NBA Finals is it going to be about the future of the NBA or is it going to be about the past? Right? If we get a Dallas Boston Celtic Finals, to me it's almost like a you know Magic Larry Bird type of situation where you have two amazing young players and Tatum and Luca going at it in the finals for their first championship. I think that would be so exciting as opposed to uh, Golden State again against uh, Miami. Let's be honest. We just saw Miami in the finals a couple years ago in the bubble, go down to the Lake, uh, the uh, Lakers. And then of course, all of the LeBron Wade years with, with the uh, Miami heat. Uh, we've seen plenty of, of the Miami Heat over the years. So to me, I'm not going to say it's unwatchable, but a Golden State Warriors Miami Heat finals would be, I mean, vomit inducing. It would be hard for me to take. And I'm a, I'll watch the games, uh, but I'm a huge basketball fan. And Warriors Heat would be a tough, tough series. It's just old. I've had enough of both those teams. But to see the Celtics and the Mavericks with two of the most exciting young players in the league competing for an NBA championship, now that would be exciting. That would be box office. So in my opinion, that's what these conference finals are about. Are the finals going to be about the future or the past of the NBA? We'll see. Uh, definitely should be interesting. Uh, we have Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, Curry is just even uh, you know Curry has has played a six man kind of off the bench kind of deal, and uh, you know it's uh, the, so he's he really hasn't been in the you know starting starting lineup, and uh, but it just shows that how versatile of a player he is, and you got guys like Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, then you have uh, younger uh, Golden State Warrior players as well who are also in the fold and and playing roles and what they do. So uh, that that Mavericks uh, Warriors. Andrew Wiggins has been a huge part of of what they're doing defensively, and he had 15 points by halftime. Uh, a lot of uh, he played a lot defensively on Luka in that first half, and of course, every it's very well publicized the job that Jordan Poole has done as kind of that third out of nowhere that third scoring option uh, for for uh, a Golden State. He had 19 uh, in, in in game one. So look, I I know I know the Golden State is loaded. They are. I mean, Andrew Wiggins was a lottery pick, okay, and and he's a role player on this uh, on this Golden State Warriors team. And Jordan Poole has come out of nowhere to be one of the best bench players in the league, and he's going to be a starter real soon. So there's no doubt they are loaded. They have more talent than Dallas. Dallas does have, have Luka, though, and that dude is dangerous. So, I, I'm, look, we, we just saw Dallas lose the first two games against Phoenix. I don't think it's the end of the world that they lost the first game against Golden State. We'll see. But uh, I am rooting heavily against Golden State. 
All right, and uh, let's uh, move on to the baseball. Uh, wow, we, uh, it's, uh, we're moving right along here. Uh, let's move right to the uh, to the Major League Baseball side of things. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays had an interesting week. Uh, they uh, won both their series. They took two out of three from the Toronto Blue Jays and uh, two out of three from the Detroit Tigers. Just uh, off nights, which you're going to have in Major League Baseball. Uh, they fell to Toronto on Saturday by a 5-1 count. Um, and uh, just couldn't get anything going. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was in that game uh, really playing well, and uh, just the pitching uh, for the Rays uh, just couldn't do it, uh, couldn't couldn't hold it, and I think it was the night that uh, Ryan Yarbrough uh, pitched, if I'm not mistaken. And then on uh, on Monday, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays lose a tough game. I mean, they, Detroit uh, took a lead, and then Tampa Bay came back to tie it, and in the top of the ninth inning, uh, they hit a solo home run, uh, Castro hit a solo home run to give Detroit a 3-2 lead, and that was that. But uh, on Tuesday, they defeated the Detroit Tigers by an 8-1 count, and then on Wednesday, they defeated them by a 6-1 count. So they scored 14 runs within their last couple of games. Drew Rasmussen had a great start on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays. He had a career-high 20 swings and misses, and uh, his, his ball-to-strike ratio was uh, incredible. And uh, he clearly threw more strikes than he did balls, and uh, – when you do that, you're more than likely going to have uh, an outing. The only regret that I have is uh, his pitch count was uh, definitely increased early on. And uh, if it wasn't so increased and if it wasn't so, you know, ballooned uh, between the first couple of innings with, you know, Detroit pitch, uh, Detroit hitters kind of extending at bats thanks to foul balls or he did give up a couple of walks every or He did give up a few hits rather, <clears throat> but uh you know, uh, if if he could have eliminated at least at least one or two of those, uh, I could have easily seen Rasmussen get into the seventh inning like Shane McClanahan uh, did the other night. So uh, you got to look. The Rays are in second place. The Yankees are extraordinarily hot right now. But if the Rays keep winning series, and I say this every week, but if they keep winning series and still it's like I said with the Lightning, it's a next man up mentality for the Rays too. Uh, they've got some injuries they're dealing with. Brandon Lau and Manuel Margot are uh, on the injured list, and we don't know when either one of them will be back. We got some optimistic um, news on uh, uh, Brandon Lau, hopefully. Uh, hopefully Lau can uh, return, and it uh, just depends on his activity. And Margot, you know, he's uh, he's inching closer and closer to returning. That's uh, most of the Rays lineup uh, as it is. So, um, look, if the Rays keep doing what they're doing, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, you, you definitely got to give the Rays credit as far as the Yankees are off to not just a good start, but a historically good start. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that, uh, you know, the, the 98 Yankees, who overall, if you factor in the postseason, won more games than anybody ever did. Um, 114 regular season games, 125 and 50 when you add in the playoffs. I know in, I think it was 2000 or 2001, Seattle Mariners actually went out and won 116 games. Ichiro led uh, Seattle Mariners, but they lost in the playoffs against who, Trent? The, the New Yankees. York Yankees before the Yankees would go on and win another World Series. But, uh, um, you know, Yankees are off to a historic start. That 98 Yankee team had, uh, uh, were, they were 31 and 9 to start the year. Right now, the Yankees are 28 and 10. So it's, it's one of the best starts in the history of the sport, quite frankly. And if you're the Rays, you're still only five games back. So you've held your own. You're not getting wiped out here. You're still within striking distance. You're not the Toronto Blue Jays right now who are eight games back 
of the New York Yankees in the division. So, you know, the Rays are one good week away uh, and one bad week from the Yankees away from uh, uh, being right back into the whole uh, conversation for the division. Um, And you want to talk about winning series. Well, that's what the Yankees do. The Yankees have won one, have lost one series the entire season. I think it was uh, at this point, it's 11, one and one. And that one series loss was against the Baltimore Orioles, which is so frustrating because the Orioles stink. But, uh, you know, Yankees take three out of four against the Orioles this week. It, it basically took heaven and earth for the Orioles, moving heaven and earth for the Orioles to win uh, that final game of the series early Thursday uh, where they get the walk-off home run from Saltander, Sal- uh, who has pretty much killed the Yankees this year, really. Seems like every time uh, Saltander gets up, he gets another extra base hit. He gets the walk-off three-run three home run in the ninth inning to uh, halt the Yankee winning streak. Um, but look, Yankees have been getting it done. Just took a series from the White Sox, took a series from the Blue Jays, direct competitors, and uh, take three out of four from Baltimore before playing the White Sox again uh, over the weekend at the stadium in the Bronx. But, of course, <clears throat> there are so many stories. You, I mean, aside from the Yankees having – one of the best ERAs in baseball, um, best bullpen in baseball numbers-wise. Um, they're right up there in home runs with the Houston Astros, one and two. Uh, most home runs hit so far this year. Anthony Rizzo has 10. You know, Giancarlo Stanton with 10. And, of course, the most impressive of them all, uh, and we talked about it here before, is he still uh, – do you still think he was dumb for not signing a contract at the beginning of the year? Aaron Judge – Major League Baseball best 14 home runs. I I mean, the guy is unbelievable right now, and he puts together great at-bats, and he is a force. I mean, that lineup is is, uh, uh, pretty good. And you got to – when you talk about Donaldson at third base, he's been on base, I think, uh, 22 straight games. And LeMayhew's given you a great season. And Glaber Torres has been clutch – it seems almost every game. Um, so look, it's early, but at the same time, you're getting to the part of the season where you should be getting a feel for your baseball team and and what they're going to do. And there are a couple, couple more things with the Yankees here. One thing that cannot be ignored. You know, the Yankees have, a, have had a rough couple of years here, whether it's the shortened year or last year. Uh, but one thing that can't be ignored is it's been a long time since the Yankees have had a season where they were healthy, where the guys who were assigned and they're supposed to be playing baseball are actually on the field for this team. Uh, they have had, and knock on wood, uh, but, but the Yankees have been horrific the last couple of years as far as their health. So far this year, I mean, everybody is re- you know, healthy and, and, and ready to go and getting out there and playing baseball like they're supposed to. And that's resulted in, in big-time wins, you know. And you could talk about, well, Yankees are beating Baltimore. You know, they're beating the Guardians, you know. Well, White Sox supposed to be a pretty good team. I know they're only 500 right now, but they're supposed to have a better record than that. Part of the, record, part of the reason they don't have a better record than that is because they played the Yankees. The Yankees went out there. They beat the White Sox in Chicago. You know what? Blue Jays were supposed to be world beaters this year. Yankees went out there and had two good series against the Blue Jays already this year so far. Blue Jays are eight games 
out of first place. Now, Yankees haven't played the Rays yet. You know, that hasn't happened yet, and that'll be interesting um, because the way you look at it right now, the only team in striking distance in the division are the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, and smoke and mirrors, I mean, it is a mystery how this team on that payroll with those players every single year find a way to be relevant it is one of the greatest mysteries in sports how the Tampa Bay Rays win games during the regular season. But they're doing it again. They're right there. They're five games out, you know, so you got to give them credit. And it'll be interesting to see. Look, they always get, they always give the Yankees a heck of a time, especially when the games are in Tampa. So, uh, and that's coming up in a week here. And we'll see where the teams are at after that series. So we got to see the Yankees play the Rays, but so far, a historically great start, and it's been a lot of fun to watch, man. I mean, uh, did Aaron Judge just hit a ho- another home run? I think so. My goodness. Wow. They they are uh, playing unbelievable baseball right now. It's fun to watch. Absolutely, and uh, that does it for the sports. What? We, we should talk about, uh, I think, Tiger Woods is going to – no, I'm just kidding. It's time to sit down and unwind. And listen to the couch report. Don't worry, Trent. I'm not going to talk golf. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm not into it. Then that, I mean? that, that would put me to sleep. Yeah, at this point, it's the end of the show. We don't want to talk golf. I mean, we're not into that. We're not trying. Maybe if we would have got into it at the beginning of the show, you know, Tiger about to play in his second major since uh, coming back. But I'm not. I'm oh, not, yeah, definitely. I'm not down with that, yo. I'm not down Something with that. Talk, talk, maybe, maybe save for next week. All right, all right. Well, especially if he wins, we'll talk about it. That's not going. Spoiler alert: that's not going to happen. No, all right, Trent. Couch report. I know it is a. It was a big week for you. A lot of off the couch stuff to talk about. Tell us about it. Well, uh, of course, uh, we didn't do a couch report uh, a week or so ago because we weren't on. So I got a couple of weeks of uh, material here. I'm going to try to cram in, but. Uh, uh, I want to talk to talk about my uh, graduation. I definitely want to talk about that. I gave the uh, commencement speech. Uh, that was a, a great time. I was uh, very honored to address the graduating class of 2022 of the spring uh, semester. And I got to tell you, man, giving a commencement speech in public is not like speaking on the radio. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> unlike unlike the radio, people can see you and uh, they're looking straight at you. And even if I can't see, you know, even though I don't see it, it. Um, Why don't you describe it, that a little, Trent, as a blind man being on stage? And because I just watching the video, it's quite impressive. And there's no doubt, dude, there are a lot of eyes on you behind you in front of you the people who are sitting behind you the graduates teachers i see their reactions uh, to the things that you're saying i mean that's got to be pressure packed like what was the feeling being on there on stage what did you feel it was like being in a pressure cooker if you know what that feels like i mean it was, I, i've uh, never it was been in a pressure cooker but i have eaten things that were i mean i have too <laughs> but i mean i, I can't now i'm say starving but- yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, but uh, but no, it was. Uh, I mean, it, and and I felt the heat too from the lights, so that had something to do with it. I just, you know, I told myself, I said, "Hey, look, there are going to be people looking at you, but if you just calm down and just remember what you practiced and just really 
speak slowly and make sure that the audience hits on every word that you're saying, uh, you're going to be fine. And, and I, that's what I did. That's why I slowed down. And after I said something or after I made a point, I paused, uh, not just to get my thoughts together, but I paused just so the audience can, can follow me because you don't want to breeze through a commencement speech like that. Because I mean, I I've heard that I've heard people breeze through commencement speeches and I'm sitting there going, what was the point of this after it's over? And uh, supposedly nobody thought that about my speech, which I'm grateful for uh, because I was, I slowed down. I, I spoke I, to three people who felt that way, Trent, but the majority of the people really enjoyed it. Just so you know, three people. Yeah. Three who people were, three were three like people? that. I spoke to three people Trent, and They were like, Trent's speech sucked. And I was like, I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, dude, calm down. But the majority yeah, of the people thought it was you, good. Though. I mean, like if you were up there, uh, like that, that's what all the graduates would be saying. Like, what am I getting out of this? Or what am I getting out of this? You know, I, I literally it. got zero out of this. What is he talking I, about? What is he talking about? I got nothing out of this. What, 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 what was the original intent of this? Dude, I would because... be talking about 60 year old French fries and how they taste. My commencement speech would be terrible. I know, and then you'd be talking about like the '98 Yankees and how oh, they yeah. were winning games. It'd be French and, fries and the '98 Yankees. That's it. That's nobody, all I got. Gives a damn. That's nobody all I gives got. A damn dude. about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean you know, but it's uh, but yeah, it, it, it was really cool. Uh, enjoyed it uh, definitely. Um, it, it was it was nice and uh, something I'll never forget. So and something will always live on because it's on YouTube. Uh, if you go to South Florida State College's YouTube channel, you can find me. I spoke in Trent, ceremony. Let me just uh, let me stop you right there. You don't have to do all that. Go to Super Radio Brothers Facebook page to see Trent's commencement speech. It's right there. Just go oh, to shoot, our Facebook. You it. Yeah, okay. go to go to Super Radio Brothers social media. You're gonna find Trent's commencement speech right there. You go to Super Radio Brothers Facebook. It is there. It's amazing. He has really cool stuff to say. It's a heart-pounding moment. Uh, just imagine yourself in his shoes to give a speech like that with that many people watching you. And, uh, you know, and obviously big part of it, as you said, you can get up there and say things that mean nothing to people. But you actually got up there and you said things that were pretty powerful, man, and, and impressive. It was good. Yeah, and uh, I paid tribute to my father uh, at the end. You know, my father did pass away uh, in, in October of last year, and, uh, and you know I, that's that's why it meant even more to me because the goal going into it was I wanted to pay tribute to him because one of his goals for me uh, was to graduate with a degree, and uh, thankfully I was able to accomplish that. Uh, and, and I felt him with me, if you will, uh, whenever I was doing it. So, so that was the uh, that was even more comforting because wow. uh, I. I I, I could feel him with me while I was up there. That's amazing. I got to say, Trent, my favorite part of the speech was probably when that part, when you broke into and in talking about, you're like, well, um, if I were to think about the coolest people in the universe, I would think of Rich Carroll. And I was like, whoa, in the universe, whoa. that's pushing it a bit much. Maybe the world but you said I was the coolest in the universe. So I was like, this is my favorite part of the speech. Maybe the coolest person in your house per se, but uh, I mean, that, <laughs> how that, dare that, you? That, Sharon's going to be pissed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not the coolest person in this house, but maybe no. the universe, you know, is, uh, no, as long as, you, as long as you're, as long as you have that self-awareness, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, self-aware but, 
a weirdly awesome, if that's good English, Mr. College graduate. Yeah, it's fine. I'm self-awareedly uh, awesome. You gave it a try. Uh, so, but uh, it's fine for 11:30 on a Thursday night if you're listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, but uh, you know, and and then I also uh, ended up. I wanted to kind of uh, reflect on uh, a visit that I had with a, a couple of friends of mine that came down from uh, Pennsylvania. They came down to watch the uh, California Toe Jam Band play their season finale uh, back on May 7th. Uh, there's something I wanted to also talk to talk about. I played tour guide, Rich, you know, a blind person uh, giving people tours. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, but it was a uh, two two good friends of mine that have been listening uh, to me, uh, have heard me on satellite radio call into a radio program uh, for many years. And uh, they they found out about my band and uh, they wanted to, to hear the band. Uh, and so they just uh, flew down for a, few, a couple days and I had the opportunity to uh, to give them tours and to uh, to kind of you know show them around where I live and uh, it's a good friend of mine, uh, Sarah Campbell, and uh, and her uh, father Frank uh, came down as well too. Two two great people, and uh, they 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 enjoyed the band. Of course, they enjoyed the drummer. I wonder who that drummer was. I don't. I, I don't well, the, know. the chicks love uh, the drummers, Trent. It's either the lead singer or the drummer that they're into. Trust me, I was in the band. Oh yeah, I know. And weren't you the lead singer? I uh, yeah, I was the singer, so I was lucky in that sense. But I wasn't oh, the drummer. Okay. Sometimes, really, in reality, the drummer gets all the chicks. Oh yeah, chicks that's, love the drummer for sure. <laughs> uh oh, we're having a connection snafu, and Freya's pissed about it. She's like, "Try breaking up. Time to stop the show." Am I breaking up still? Oh no, you're back. Trent, fi uh, Freya fixed it. The dog fixed it. So, <laughs> oh, thank you, Freya. I appreciate thank it. You, if Freya. she can hear me, tell her thank you. Thank you, Freya. This is a good girl. Is this a good girl? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This is very. I'm glad that you're a good girl. All right. Thank you for contributing. She's excited. She's contributing to the show right now. This is her content. That's Just, amazing. Okay, good for you. Freya. Yeah, you can ask her. About, you, you can ask her about you know the Buccaneers, and you can ask her about <laughs> so many other things. You know the Yank, the Yankees, and and yeah. just everything. But no, I. I, uh, back to the couch report. I uh, I do have to say that uh, it was a great time uh, giving those guys uh, tours and uh, uh, and and they said that uh, this will not be their first time back. So uh, th they'll be back again and uh, looking forward to seeing them as they come. Uh, but but two two great guests and uh, Sarah and I have been friends for uh, a long time and uh, she's she's one of the nicest people you'll meet. So uh, That's and, awesome. she's uh, it, it was a it was a memorable weekend. One of the um great things and you'll always remember it one of the great things about experiencing what you just experienced graduating doing something great like uh delivering a commencement speech isn't necessarily what you did it's enjoying that experience with people that you love and people that mean something to you um, and that's part of what you'll remember, not just what you accomplished, but the people you shared that accomplishment with, if that makes sense. 
Oh yeah, I agree with that. That makes total sense. But uh, other than that, that's basically my couch report. Oh, I do need to let you know that I will be at game four of the Tampa Bay Lightning Florida Panthers game on Monday. So if the Lightning win on Sunday and they go up 3-0, Rich, we could see an advance on Monday night whenever I am at Emily Arena. Can you believe that? That well, would that's, be excellent. That's exciting. You get to be a part of a clinching game. That would be pretty great. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to go too deep into too much here. We've been rocking for long enough. I will say um, Doctor Strange came out. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. I loved it. You want to get my full review? Check out the review, the video on YouTube, on Super Radio Brothers, Facebook, all, all the social media. It's available there. You'll get my full eight-minute review on Doctor Strange, which again, I'm not going to get into it, but I thought it was freaking awesome. I loved it. Um, also, Moon Knight is over. My episode six review is up right now on YouTube. Um, a couple of other videos up there that we want you to check out. Trent has a a uh, Super Radio Brothers highlights uh, video up as well right now about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so definitely check all that out. I do. I'll throw in there. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, has dropped on Paramount Plus. Two episodes. The third is out now. Again, I really dig it. It's it's really cool to maybe uh, one of these episodes coming up here in the future. I'll get into be able to get into it a little bit more. But um, and I haven't put out a highlight on uh, Strange New Worlds yet, but I want to. So maybe after the third episode of Strange New Worlds, maybe I'll put out a highlight that kind of talks about the first three episodes um, and just kind of really talk about why I love the continuing voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So really pumps me up. But I guess the main thing I'll, I'll tell you here as we get ready to end the show is uh, Trent is going to a huge uh, a game four in the playoff, Stanley Cup playoffs, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, of Florida Panthers. Lightning, yes, hold a commanding two games to none lead in that series. But as we know in hockey, uh, that's not a safe lead. So definitely a lot uh, to watch and anticipate in that series. But uh, I am getting my ass out of Flagler County next weekend, uh, the holiday weekend. And I'm going to head down to Tampa Bay and uh, enjoy, Trent, the second game of the series between uh, the second place Tampa Bay Rays and your first place New York Yankees at the Trop. I don't know what the pitching matchups are yet, but uh, since I've been in Florida, it'll be the second baseball game I go to, and I'm very pumped up about it. We'll make a weekend of it. Uh, get awesome. out there in Tampa and uh, you know enjoy the city enjoy the restaurants and of course you got to enjoy a baseball game as the Yankees are in town to take on their rival their closest competitor right now the second place uh, Tampa Bay Rays who will be competing uh, it seems like uh, will be the team competing for the division along with the Yankees uh, as we uh, move forward this year and get closer and closer to September so um, very excited about that Trent to go check out the the uh, Yankees and the Rays next weekend yeah and uh, you're not very far away from me either so uh, that that should be interesting uh the uh, downside is uh, i knew you were coming so uh i wasn't going to be down where i live either um yeah. this weekend rich carroll's coming there goes the neighborhood 
There goes the neighborhood. I'm gone. Bye. See ya. It's all over. (laughs) Speaking of it's all over, Trent, it's all over. (laughs) Oh, man. This, This thing went by fast. It did. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun show. Uh, any last words from you as we get ready to wrap it up here? Two words. Go Bolts. Go Bolts. And by the you know what? I'm going to do the same thing, Trent. Uh, go Yankees. Enough said. In the words of Bob Dylan, time is an ocean, but it ends at the shore. The Super Radio Brothers have finally reached the shore. Bye.